What the f*** is going on? You turned on the metronome. Hello and welcome to episode 213 of the Rand Nintendo Podcast. 213, you 213. say? 213. Wow. I, legit, I was thinking about that, like, damn, 213, that's a lot. I would like to point out, guys, you're here every time, and it was last 212, and before that was 211, so this should not be a shock. Yeah, but you, when you reach these milestones... <laughs> <laughs> like the yeah, 213, yeah. The, the famous three. area code of uh, Los Angeles. Mm, fair. Not my area code, but fair. Well, or you yours. You, or yours. You, you don't count as the LA County, do you? Yeah. Does that count as LA County? Yeah. Because... LA's huge, dog. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It really is. Yeah, but anyway, we're calling... Does the Santa Monica count? Yes. Does... I don't know what's beyond that. Welcome um, to LA Geographic Quiz. Um, <laughs> what, what's that, Del Mar? No, that Del Mar. counts. Um, the something Del Rey, Marina, Marina Del, Del Rey, Rey. Marina that Del counts. Rey. I would assume that counts. Um, you get two more, and then we're it? moving on. What is it? Pasadena, Pasadena counts. Burbank counts. Okay. Burbank counts. Yeah. Oh wow, that was. I, I was like, I <laughs> you're was, so shocked. Like, oh okay. I mean, <laughs> well, I was getting further and further. I'm like, well, if that counts, then like I get passing it. Westwood. I assume is like when still L.A. No, but like passing Westwood. Like, oh, north. Yeah. Oh, but you got like Hollywood and everything still up there. God. Yeah, so LA's big, and in this episode of the podcast, we're not going to talk about any of it except what we just did. We're uh, we're we're calling episode two on three uh, Mono e Mario because at hold up, last... hold up, no, nope, no, 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 you, agreed you said to the title... we were going. No, I didn't. I did not agree to the title switch. You're right. You wanted to do the other one. You it was said either the that or debate. the Great Debate. Mono e Mario is much better. If you like Mono e Mario better, tweet at Kevin KVN Gomez <laughs> on Twitter and tell him he's wrong. Oh, I thought you were going to say like like for this, um, retweet for that. I agree, but they're, what were they like? Oh, yeah. Like and retweet the tweet about this episode. <laughs> like it if you like one title. And no, you can just yeah. make a poll now. That's true. That, I, don't, I don't get why people don't make polls on Twitter. It's 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 like I retweet think... for this, like for this. You can make a poll. Because they you want don't the have... engagement numbers. Oh, no. Well, yeah, that's clear. But like, yeah, but what whatever. if you want I'm not, data? I'm, I'm not about to get into this rant. <laughs> no, please do. <laughs> nope. I'm... Okay, fine. Well, anyway, this episode's Mono e Mario. I'll be here for hours. I'm sure we would. Uh, we are anyway, usually. But uh, yeah, we're calling it this episode because at last we are going to go head to head to determine once and for all if Mario World is really the best 2D Mario game ever. Oh, Spoiler so alert! What, now? what was it before? The best game ever. 2D Mario no, game. No, best ever. game ever. Oh, sure. It was, it was, okay, best okay, game ever. Okay, okay. And, and spoiler alert, whatever, whichever you want to categorize it as, it is. Oh, my debate wasn't, oh, huh. My point was only best 2D Mario, but, and my all-time personal favorite. Well, you're best. debating him, you're not debating me, so. Well, I was debating best game ever. Okay, well. Oh, well, that, well, 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 well this is going to be a hot we'll, debate. We'll get there. Yeah, anyway, so that's going to be later in the show. The answer is yes, just in case anyone needs to know now. Um, but... You know, this debate, actually, Kevin, you're like, I'm not doing it. This really, you started this. You, Oh, yeah, I like to instigate stuff. And yeah, just you come away. on our podcast, become our third chair, and then you just immediately make me and Angel go head-to-head about my all-time favorite game. One of my favorite pastimes to do, honestly. It, it's a good one. Um, but, yeah, so <laughs> we're going to finally resolve that. But, you know, like with any wrestling or boxing match, like any good title fight usually has some stuff that precedes it that leads into it so uh we're doing that too you sometimes you know see familiar faces make surprise appearances at like the ring or something so we have that with brain age coming back and pokemon sword and shield uh new details on that you sometimes see like some new up-and-comer come into the fight see this is really thought out uh so we got that with hands-on impressions of the switch light and you have been playing angel shante and the pirate's curse is that the one yeah. Okay. Um, and then look at that sometimes dead air right there. I know. Look at that silence. And then sometimes 
sometimes a legend passes away and you have to acknowledge it, like uh, Alpha Dream going bankrupt. So we're going to cover all that stuff and have a warm-up debate about um, – or warm-up warm up match, if you will, about what the best controller is, which was an angel idea. And then from there, we're going to go straight into – Then we're going into which Sonic Adventure is the better one. Right. Spoiler alert, it's Sonic Adventure 2. One? Oh. Whoa, wait. You <laughs> nope. think it's one? No, I'm just kidding. Okay, and then – uh, Sonic two. Adventure 2 battle, battle on the on Nintendo the GameCube. Cube, GameCube. Anyway, and then we're you going could, to get to Mario. Say it, Jason. I was trying to say it in use <laughs> with him for added effect, but then he just stopped. <laughs> but anyway, point is, we have a lot of stuff. My analogy about boxing stops there and, and rings and whatnot, but um, I, I thought it was pretty decent. I thought it was clever. Anyway, they were making an it, analogy. You clearly weren't listening. Uh-huh. Kevin was like, I see what you're doing. Anyway, if there's any one thing you want to hear about that's not part of that analogy or in that analogy, there's timesetsrantana.com. There's timestamps under the YouTube video if you're listening there. But let's begin with one of the familiar faces, um, Dr. Kawashima. Uh, Nintendo made the surprise announcement that the disembodied head and his brain training is coming back, and now it's coming to Switch. And uh, Brain Age actually is a series that kind of predates our podcast by a good amount. I mean, the most recent one, the one that bombed, um, was on 3DS in 2013, I want to say, and we kind of just ignored it. That was Concentration Training. Um, but in Brain Age's Prime, back in the DS days, the, like, original DS, the, the weird Fisher-Price-looking one in 2005, uh, that was a huge deal, Brain Age. Did, did you guys ever really play Brain Age? Was it ever something you did? I played it a ton. I got really frustrated because it couldn't understand Blue. <laughs> that is true. That was one of, like, that, the worst That things. was a known issue. It was a really fun game, but, yeah, most of my memories are just screaming at the DS, Blue! Blue! And it just doesn't understand it about you kevin and don't like don't drink your water and give me those those seduce me eyes that you gave me <laughs> i was looking at you like talk so i can drink my water <laughs> you gave me like some femme fatale in the james bond movie no i never played uh <laughs> i never played brain age so this will probably be my first experience with it you know it's funny like when brain age and not like haha fine but when brain age first came out i actually had like or before it came out, when it was announced, the concept, I was just like, eh, well, like, I had zero interest. And then they did that demo a few months before it came out, way back when. And I just, like, I was surprised at how addictive it can be. And then I ended up getting really into it, like, Angel, for a while. It, I had a little trouble with Blue, too, but eventually got over it. You don't have to worry, the new one, there's no microphone, so you can't shout. I mean, you could shout Blue, but it's not going to do anything. That was a really fun game, though. Like, I like yeah. the idea of, like, reading a color, but it's the wrong color oh the stroop test yeah, yeah. that's that's what it's actually called? called yeah the stroop test oh thank you um you're welcome uh but yeah it was like i played it for a while like every single day i was actually like really all about so it anything you think um, you're welcome rubbed me the wrong way she just not said it okay yeah um but yeah this so... it's like when you're not supposed to, you're not supposed to say i'm sorry in japan after like bumping somebody because uh, they think that you did it on purpose oh well can i retract my you're welcome yes consider it attractive. how rude <laughs> <laughs> anyway so um yeah so now it's coming to switch and this new one seems to be kind of like a half reboot half sequel of sorts uh nobly it actually has the same name as the original which in japan was train your brain nintendo ds training for adults and now it's just train your brain nintendo switch train for adults so it is kind of a reboot but uh that's not train that, your for minutes a day or well that was that's the u.s name oh. which they haven't announced it yet for the does US. It have the it's devil? still gonna be brain age what does that, it have the devil? that was devilish training in europe or concentration training which bombed here in the states uh. and in europe it was delayed like five years because they were worried it was gonna bomb there too and guess what happened it bombed there too but uh yeah so this one's kind of like a soft reboot it has some of the same go-to's so you got your 
yeah. writing numbers quickly as they scroll by. You've got Sudoku. You've got the Brain Age track where that's the whole train your brain minutes a day concept where, yeah. you know, Count every the day. people going into a house and blah, blah, Yeah, yeah. And, and, but there's some interesting new stuff too, um, a lot of which is using the Switch's features in ways you wouldn't necessarily expect. Uh, for one thing, Nintendo's actually putting out a proper stylus now. I mean, technically, they had one with Mario Maker 2 in Japan and Europe, but now they're planning to sell it separately, so you can fill out those little Sudoku squares or write numbers and whatnot. And other games are going to support it, too, so it seems like we're actually getting to a point where we're turning the Switch into, like, a Galaxy Note or something, where, like, uh, Puzzles and Dragons, that puzzle game, that's going to support the stylus now, and then obviously Mario Maker does, and I assume more games will slowly start picking it up over time. Um, I never really think stylus is ever going to make a comeback. Never mind, like, the Switch, just in general. Like, I do think they? the Galaxy really? Note. Have you not seen the what? Galaxy Note is huge? Yeah. Have you not heard of the Apple Pencil? That thing is amazing. That's because of the Galaxy Note. Yeah, Galaxy. Uh, oh, Samsung yeah, that's Star a good point. I, I didn't even think about the Apple Pencil. Yeah, no, but my point is like it is great. But I just if you told me four or five, six years ago that the stylus was going to be the it accessory again, I would be like, really? But I don't think it is the it accessory. I just think like that doesn't feel like an it. It just feels like it has a place. Yeah, it sure. has a solid place. That's fair. I, I do remember back in the day where Steve Jobs was always like, if you have a stylus, you're doing it wrong. And now there's the Apple Pencil. I mean, the Note is still like, when I see a Note in the Ripper wild, piece. it's like, whoa, yeah. that's a Galaxy Note. It's not like, oh. I just, It's not like, whoa, look at that stylus. <laughs> that's, yeah, sure. But are you saying, whoa, because they're holding the stylus with the Note? Why not, will they just have the phone? Most of the time, they're not even using the stylus. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of crazy the stuff you could do with it. Like they have like air gestures you can make with the stylus to do stuff. It's it's very unnecessary. The switch does not have these things. Dusting a text or something. Yeah, it's like you're playing Wii music with just about the same result of accuracy. Um, but yeah, so what was it? Where was I getting at? Oh yeah, so it comes with the stylus, but know. even without <laughs> it comes with the stylus, but even without just um, the the added accessory, just the tech they have in the switch is doing some cool stuff with. Like, do you guys remember? Well, first of all, because it's on Switch multiplayer. First Brain Age game with multiplayer. Really? Yes. Um, and it's using it for amazing activities like – I think it's only two. But oh. it's using it for amazing activities like count the number of birds on the screen, which I'm pretty sure is just the Toad mini game from I mean, Mario Party without from, Toads. We're going to lose that to Angel for sure. Yeah. He loves his birds. He does. But uh, yeah, I thought that was a weird one for him to highlight. Like, there's so many things you could do and it's just like use the Joy-Con like a clicker like you've done in every Mario Party game. But all right, whatever. It does help your brain, I guess. But more interesting is the one where it uses the Joy-Con's IR blaster. And I don't know if you guys remember, but when Nintendo first did their Switch unveiling, the big January presentation way back in 2017, yeah, you're already making the motion, uh, they did the whole, like, it tracks your mouth movement, and they did the thing where it can track rock, paper, scissors. And they're literally bringing over the rock, paper, scissors. Like, I, I remember at the time, I was like, oh, what are they going to do with that? And the answer is exactly the thing they showed us. So you can actually play some weird variant of rock, paper, scissors in brain training. that was already in one of the brain ages. Rock, paper, scissors? Yeah, except you How have to... How did you do it? Except, like, I'm pretty sure it was, and you, it was, like, a multiple choice thing. Like, they just give you... Because there's mm -hmm. only three options. And, yeah. and on one screen, I want to say, it told you, like, all right, here's hand, and then you have to lose. Or yeah, no, it's that, it's that sort of thing. It's yeah. gonna show you one, and it just mixes one. it up like whether you have to win, so you have to like quickly tap like where they are. So and I just make the motion. Yeah, which makes more sense. Yeah, it is just kind of funny. I'm kind of like, look at this. How it can look at rock paper scissors. And two years later, like we found a use for it finally. But no, there is one other cool one they're doing, which is um, the rapid fire math. But instead of writing the numbers, there'll be a separate mode where you hold up the fingers that represent the answer. And presumably, it's only one through five for obvious reasons. But that's kind of cool. That's something different. So. Um, well, sorry, people that lost a finger. Listen, they could 
sue Nintendo, I guess, for discrimination. But um, yeah, and I think I think what's kind of interesting about all this is like Nintendo's getting real creative with that IR blaster. I mean, up it's right up there. It's like Ring Fit Adventure using it as to read your pulse. So like, if you're doing Ring Fit well, Adventure I mean, after and you got track, you can the level toolkit. It was definitely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that, awesome. and that, like, like it's crazy. The I mean, this, if anything, this was like a step down after having seen everything yeah. Apple does. Yeah, that's true, but it's just, it's just crazy because, like, I remember on the Game Boy Color, they couldn't figure out what to do with their IR reader at the time. They're just like, oh, um, you can transfer Pokemon with a link cable, or if you want to put the Game Boys real close together, you can send it like shortwave. But now yeah, it's... that never worked for me. Yeah, yeah exactly. But now, and... now here we are, how many years later, and they found all these crazy, unique IR uses. Huh. Yeah, but. Uh, huh. Yeah, I, I think, I think actually, if you look at Ring Fit and Brain Age, and I think about it, if you kind of like put them together or pair them together, it really goes to show, at least in my mind, how Nintendo just is doing casual games differently this generation. Like a few episodes ago, we talked about how like Ring Fit Adventure seems to be more gamey than uh, Wii Fit. Like if anything, it's kind of the reverse one. It's not a fitnessified game; it's gamified fitness. Or wait, it's not a gamified fitness; it's a fitnessified game. I said that backwards, um, and. I feel like this Brain Age is kind of like the more gamey cousin of past Brain Ages because you see in things like the inclusion of the multiplayer. They have online leaderboards to compare well, your Brain Age against. a bad thing, though. Not anymore. Have you ever had gamey? Uh, game? Oh, gamey. <laughs> I thought you said gaming. I have had gamey meat. Yeah. It's, not, it's gamey. It's not bad. It's just gamey. But um, I thought you said gaming. That's what I was like, what are you talking oh, about? Oh, no, I gaming. Because you said yeah. gaming. Yeah, but uh, no, like it, the cool one is the online leaderboard. You can actually compare your Brain Age score against your friends and they'll just pull them off the fence I also list. feel like that was already a thing was it? I wanna say it was cause I remember that was all we would do compared uh, to brain age scores well unless you can we still did it, do it <laughs> unless we did it like you know like in real life like oh what's your score but obviously not on the original DS maybe the 3DS version had leaderboards I never played the 3DS one so some of this stuff oh. might be that might be why I had it so and I remember I played it I played it for a good you amount. were one of the like seven people that bought it yeah, did I, we cover it on the podcast? I thought we didn't. I'm pretty sure we. You know what? We might have. Now that you mention it, maybe, huh? But because I, I mean, I really like the first one, so I saw no reason not to get the second one. Well, and... so it's the third one, so you didn't get the second one. Apparently, the second one for the U.S. Third, oh. Brain Age One, Two were on the DS and Concentration. Oh, Train I didn't history. remember there was a sequel. There was also Big Brain Academy and Big Brain Academy Big Brain, Big Brain or something Academy. like that on the on the Wii. No, 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 that one was weird. Like I thought it was weird that it was just released really close to Big Brain. No. Brain Age, yeah. It, it always felt like the one was like the party one. game version of the other, yeah. kind of, yeah. But yeah, it was like it was like Brain Age was the Taco Bell and Big Brain Academy was the Del Taco. <laughs> I don't. We can know. also go into that debate how Del Taco is is uh, worse than Taco Bell. Yeah, it's easily worse. Yeah, like Gary Gason likes it. I do like both, but I don't necessarily think Del Taco is better because it's not. But I do like both. Okay, well, we're in agreement there. Yeah. First debate done. <laughs> Check right that the box. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's another angle about the two games. Like when looking at them side by side, that I was kind of thinking about, which is uh, talking about Brain Age and Ring Fit Adventure, which is Nintendo's getting to the point where all these like more casual things exist outside of just the software. So like with Ring Fit Adventure, one feature they announced since we last covered it is the game will let you still flex the Ring Kong with a Joy-Con attached and have it track what you're doing and earning game experience. So you could be like sitting at your desk and kind of like, you know, squishing it between your legs or whatever. And you actually earn in-game credit when you next sync it back to the switch. So they're encouraging you to do exercise outside of that. And then brain age is doing something. Uh, well, it's actually, it's like two forms of extensions. First, uh, brain age will be one of the first games to actually use the new alarm system in the switch firmware. So it can ping you once a day and light up the home button and vibrate to let you know, Oh, you need to do your brain age check, Ooh. which is kind of cool. 
for a second, I thought this was on the 3DS. I'm all like, wait, what? No, no, no. We're on the Switch. We're modern yeah. times, modern times. And then the second thing it does, which goes beyond the gamer system itself that's kind of cool, is Nintendo's going to provide an option to receive charts of your brain age progress via email to your My Nintendo associate email account. So you can actually get like weekly, kind of like how the parental control app shows you like your gameplay history. You can basically get all sorts of deep dive data into your brain age, which again serves as a way to remind you, oh, I didn't do it today. This email came in. I should probably go do it. So like, it's just kind of interesting that they're going beyond just their own devices now. Um, and you know, they're, they're, they're small features in the grand scheme of things, but honestly, like for something like this, it seems kind of noteworthy. I mean, anything that brings people back and provides that kind of like quote unquote stickiness um, is crucial to make something like this work while in the long run for people like to make them actually want to do it um you know like if ring fit is supposed to help you exercise or brain age is supposed to help you stay sharp it's smart to extend them beyond the switch itself because not everyone's gonna always be at their switch to do those so you're gonna get swole now i am picking up ring fit uh i don't think i'll get swole i think perhaps perhaps i'll fill my exercise ring on my apple watch i'll fill my I don't know what you were gonna go with that, but no, no, no I'll throw my extra drink. No, I, I think I've heard it's, <laughs> I've heard it's, uh, I've heard Ring Fit's actually pretty intense. Like the impressions from the media, are like yeah, this I've, is not a joke. This is for real. I was listening to the to the IGN UK podcast, and uh, they were recently talking about Ring Fit Adventure, and the uh, the guy Joe Scrabbles on it was talking about how yeah he he did start sweating a bit. But Joe Scrabbles is also a bigger dude, so there is a leaner dude. Andre of Game Explained, who posted a before and after picture of him before he started it, and 30 minutes later, and he was all sweaty, and yeah. So we'll see. Oh, he's like a scarecrow. He is like a scarecrow. He's about as tall as one, too. He's super tall. <laughs> You've seen him in person, right? At E3? I don't think I've seen him. Maybe oh, I bump into him everywhere. He's, he's a tall dude. Wow, all right. Yeah. No, no, I mean, like, I'm surprised <laughs> you haven't seen him, because you're at these events with me. I bumped into him at, like, all the events. I mean, I'm at the tourneys at these events. That's um, true. That's true. Which he's not, because he's running around covering things. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, um... The, the engagement ploys aside and how swole or not swole I'm going to get, I do wonder if we're in some sort of new, like, touch generation era here yes. with Nintendo. Oh, okay. Well, no wonder no more. No, but, like, seriously. Just without we, the name. We've got our new Wii Fit. We've got our new Brain Age. I'm starting to think, like, what? Is Nintendogs far behind? Like, we're probably going to get a new Nintendogs at this point. It's did been wait, long enough. Did wait till the January Nintendo Direct. It'll probably pop up there, yeah. It like, will pop up Would there. you get a new Nintendo? Did you guys play, what? It will pop up there oh ah, we're 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 influencing him too much clearly um would you did you well one did both of you play the original nintendo yes i played it but never owned any oh you never owned it huh i thought you did i went to two would you buy it on switch if it were to come to switch no what about you no i actually don't know if i would either to be honest it's funny because like the original i really liked like a I lot mean, Cool, but, but I don't know. I, don't, I think we're like aged out of it. But I remember the original. I it was one of the few games that Nintendo actually gave me an advanced copy of when I was a sage on their forum. I mean, you have an influencer. Don't I don't have a real. Yeah, dog, but she doesn't so. like me. So. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I said, yeah, but I like, you have even less reason to get it. But she doesn't like you. No, no I heard like your me. part. And why? Why did your dog not like you? What have you done? Kevin? I don't want to get into it because I'm gonna start cussing. So, <laughs> and we we are a family friendly podcast. So. <laughs> all right there's so many like you're leaving so many tantalizing tidbits where it's just like i feel like you're setting up this is like the uh the back door for a pilot for like the kevin podcast where you just go on tangents and rants about who knows what and it's uncensored and the random gaming network of podcasts yeah exactly coming soon to every platform near you 
But what I was going to say is, like, I never had a real dog, so Nintendogs was the closest I got. Did you have a fake dog? I had a Nintendog. I had a Nintendog. You must have had one of those robot dogs at some point, right? I never had one of the same Yeah, the ones that do the flips? No, I never did. I never had a Furby either. Even, like, the, what are they called, Tecmo? Did you ever have a Tamagotchi? I had a Pocket Pikachu. One and two. Pokemon Pikachu, not Pocket Pikachu. One and two. You didn't answer my question. No, I did not. I had, Man, a, you. I had the competitor. That's why <laughs> that was my position. But yeah, just bob and weave. But no, what I was going to say is like, so when I got Nintendogs, Ooh, it was because of the episode. Uh, when I got Nintendogs, that was my first time that. having a dog, so to speak. But it was, it was like, it was such a weird thing. Cause so I got the game a little early for Nintendo, which was cool. It was like a month out because I was a sage, which is their version of influencer in their form. And no, no, no. The reason I bring it up is at the time I was like, oh, I have this cool thing that no one else has. I should tell people what the game's like. So what I did was I made and I found it. And we, we linked to it in the blog post or something because I'm like, this is so cringy, but I have to do it. I made what was called the Ram Nintendo Dog Blog. And almost every day for the entire month from when I got the game to release, I did a daily update about my time with my dog who I named um, Olimar. Don't know why. And Not a bad name. Right? It actually has a good ring to it, doesn't it? And I did this dog blog, and the thing was, I was like, oh, this is cool. I'm just going to describe exactly why I do it with the dog every day because, you know, people want to know the game. So I'm like, well, started the game and fed him and took him for a walk and ran into Shiggy and his dog, Pick, which is definitely a reference to Miyamoto and Pikmin. Um, and, yeah, he has boring advice. Like, it was, like, the most, like, dry thing. How old were you? 15 or 16. But the, the thinking was at the time, I need to make it seem like what it would be like to own a real dog, but it's virtual, so I tried to just go through the exact motions, you, the mundane you go through with a normal dog. But then I was reading it back, and I'm like, oh, God, this is so dry. But what's kind of funny is, like, you, if you go read it now, there's this, like, weird little, like, B-plot in it where I'm just like, I'm going to show you a picture of Olimar, but I can't find my flashcard in my house. And then the next day, I'm like, still can't find the flashcard. And, like, for, like, six of these updates, I'm just like, I don't know where the flashcard is. And guess what I never did? I never showed a photo of him because I could never find the flashcard. But it's like... If you're reading through, it's just like, why would I even have written that in the first place? But so, why are you what sixteen-year-old Jason thought was a good idea? We linked to it, but I just thought it was kind of a. You were sixteen when you did this? Yeah, because I was covering it. I had exclusive access, so I was covering it as like, if you had a real dog, here would be the equivalent. But then for some reason, because it was a blog, I was like, oh, I need to be like personal about it. So I was like, oh yeah, I can't. I will show you a photo, but I can't find the flashcard. And for some reason, that became a whole thing. It was really bizarre. But I was reading it back, and I was like, Yikes. what was I doing? Listen, <laughs> at that period of time. It somehow worked because then Nintendo started sending me stuff to give away on the site. We did a Pokemon Ranger contest, a Magnetic contest, and all these I made custom layouts like I did for Dog Dog, and so they busy. all did really well. Do you, do you have a lot of friends? So, fun fact, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 there's a reason why Nintendo went away in college when I got a life. So, no, but I enjoyed doing it. I don't know. But yeah, so if you, it, yeah, I don't know why I even brought this up. I just kind of like thinking about when I was thinking about Touch I'm Generations. I'm also wondering why you brought this up. <laughs> I think because like I was thinking about Touch Generations and that whole era and that reminded me of 10 dogs. And I was like, oh, I did a dumb thing back then. I should go ahead and bubble that one back up for no reason. Anyway, would I buy a new Nintendo dogs today? Probably not. But I'm sure there's a whole new subset of kids and tweens out there who would. And there's that kid-friendly Switch light that makes it seem likely. So, Angel, I think you're right. January Direct are going to announce it. And that's going to give Ubisoft the okay to bring back their Imagine series. Cats oh, and dogs and babies and babies. babies and whatever else they had fashion design. I did somehow models. end up with cats on Game Boy Color, and I don't know how because I was always a dog person, so I don't know who gave it to me or when or in what circumstance. But I have cats. Someone tried to or no, sorry, I have cats too, not just cats. Cats too, like the sequel. There oh, were two cats. You don't mean also. I don't mean also, and I don't mean there were a, was a game with only two cats in it. But anyway. 
point. We're getting ahead of ourselves here. That's right. There was a Nintendo Dogs and Cats. There was on 3DS. It was a launch title. It did not do great. But the, uh, the we're getting ahead of ourselves. The, the point is um, Brain Age first has to come out before anything else. And we don't even know when it's happening. In Japan, it's December 27th. In Europe, it's January 3rd. NOA has not said a word. I feel like January makes sense because like, you can piggyback off New Year's resolutions. But who knows? So time will tell. Um, but it sounds like we're all getting it, which I did not expect to be the answer in the room. Uh, Weren't you saying you were going to get it? Uh, no, I said this might be the first one I played. Oh, this might be. Okay. Yeah. Might is in the yeah, direction when I think of yes. get it. I mean, I'll get it, but... Wait, when is it? Oh, wait. Day we don't have a date. That's oh, okay. So it might be a non-issue then. Yeah. Okay. The I thought it was like... I thought I thought when the trailer came out, I didn't really finish the trailer. I just thought like... Well, Nintendo of America like, hasn't yeah, announced it. Yeah, I just yeah. thought like, oh, Brandy is coming out. I thought it was like, a, oh, available next week or something. No, no, why no, would no. they like because make us wait a year for this thing? It's not a year. It's like December in Japan. And no, that's that's right. I had no idea when it was <laughs> yeah. getting released like at all. Man, why would they show us a trailer for Brain Age 2022? I don't get it. No, I, mean, but I know, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But, uh, yeah, so that was one familiar well, curious face. what happened with Metric Prime 4. I know, right? <laughs> but they didn't show a whole trailer. They showed a logo. Yeah. And then they're like, it's coming. And they're like, JK, it's not. <laughs> and now, I wonder if they're going to reuse any of those assets. Like, do you think, so they're rebooting Metroid Prime 4. I wonder if they're actually going to take what they had with Namco Bandai, rumored, whatever that game was, and turn that into something else or do something probably with that. Probably not, because that... I've, I've had to guess, people at Retro probably at one point thought about what would we do if we had a Metro Prime 4, so they probably already had something in mind. No, no, what I'm saying is, like, not a Metro Prime 4, but are they going to do anything with that? Give it back to Namco as a new IP? Like, there's a pretty oh, well-finished, move somewhere-in-progress game. They're just going to scrap it all? Mm-hmm. I mean, it might be that bad that they have to. If they have Maybe. To cancel Namco has enough stuff on their plate that they could easily do that. And not have really worry about True. it. I feel. It's just I'm thinking more like the investment, but I mean, just, just look how like I don't know. I feel like they've already gotten a lot of mileage from Tekken because that still seems to be going and still getting like DLC and characters. Yeah, I mean, when did that game come out? Like three, four, five years ago? I don't know. Tekken okay. Seven. Yeah, it's probably be yeah, two or three years ago. Man, that's pretty crazy for a fighting game. Welcome to the games and services future yeah. that like, we. I think it's just got the Walking Dead dude. Added yeah, to it. Ne- Negan. Negan. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, what were we talking about? Uh, we were switching gears from one from one familiar face to another. Um, That's not a boxing reference. No, but it ties into my dumb metaphor at the top. What I was going to say is we're talking about Pokemon. <laughs> uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield info. There's been like a steady drip feed of it. Um, and it's weird because it's like Pokemon that you didn't think would be in the news. Like Farfetch'd and Ponita are suddenly relevant again. Um, Sword is Yo, getting... Sir, Sir Fetched. That's my boy. He's Sir great, Fetch. isn't he? Well, I hate that he is a sword exclusive. I feel like... It makes sense? Yes. You're getting shield, aren't you? I'm getting shield. Well, does it make sense? Because he has a sword and, a, and shield. a shield. And both are part of the same leak. He broke the leak in half. The leaf is the shield and the... And the and but, but here's the, spire, but here's the thing. When, the spire, when, I, the think, stem is when the, I think of Sir, I think of being knighted. When yes. I think of a knight, I think more sword than shield. I do too, yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're explained away. <laughs> but I'm very bummed out that... that yeah, no, but he's great, isn't he? And yes. and then Ponita looks like Tell by comparison, Ponita looks like someone put too too many Snapchat filters on a Milo Pony doll Is and Ponita ended up with a Ponita. It's a yes, and it's uh, interesting that Is that how you pronounce it, Ponita. Yeah, yeah, uh, it? Ponita. Ponita. I always pronounce it Ponita. Ponita. You know, like pony, and then just ta at the end. Yeah, I just flow it, Ponita. It sounds like it you're trying to pronounce it in Spanish. Yeah, it uh, sounds like you're saying Ponita. Is there Wait, any is way that, we can get the Ponyta was... sounds weird yeah. too though. I, I don't know. I appreciate sure Ponyta. No, I mean in the anime it was always it was always uh Ponyta. Yeah. Oh. 
I was never a Ponita. And I call myself a Pokemon fan? Oof. Oof. But yeah, uh, I find it funny that Surfetched is a whole new Pokemon for Sword, and then Shield just gets like the alternate version of the random like unicorn well, now. <laughs> well, we, we also don't know what Rapidash looks like. I mean, it obviously looks Again, like Rapidash. Again, Farfetch'd but... gets a whole new Pokemon, and Ponyta and Rapidash get to be purple. It yeah, just but... seems like Sword got a little bit of a... Design-wise, yeah, they got the shirt in the yeah, yeah, but not it... even design just concept-wise. One's a whole new Pokemon, and one's just the same Pokemon that looks different, and has maybe a different type. Why are you giving me that look? Because I'm saying like it's just aesthetic that they got the short end. I mean, it's a psychic type now. It's not even fire. Yeah, I, yeah. I guess it's like it's somewhere between a stat I mean, and categorization. It's, it's literally not yeah. like you it's can't, a categorization. Thing, yeah, you yeah. can't use it the same way as you would yeah. Ponytown Rapidash. The fact actually, no one even used Ponytown Rapidash or Farfetch for that matter, which is probably why they're getting quote unquote like buffed. Yeah, so. I, I think what actually got me isn't so much like the Pokemon, but how Game Freak chose to go about introducing them because they're doing like a lot of different approaches. To how they're rolling these guys out. I mean, like, Surfetch was that weird Pokemon.com glitch that then wasn't. Uh, and then Ponyta uh, was part of this. It's actually kind of cool. Like, the 24-hour live stream thing where they just set up a camera in the in a Galarian forest and then just, like, let things go. I mean, it... it, it I don't know. It just seems like kind of... It's, it's silly because there were only 10 Pokemon shown over right, the whole right. 24 hours. Two of which weren't even full body. But I thought it was just kind of a fun way to like build up the idea that this is like a whole new wild world with the wild area and everything. I am. This game releases November, November seventeenth, uh, I believe. Seventeenth, okay. I'm starting to get like oversaturated with news about this game. I just want it to come out already. That's kind of the other thing I was gonna say though. Is it's interesting right. in that they're doing what? I don't know. Let's see how the official pronunciation of Ponytail. Oh, he wants to go get the Pokedex 3D for the Nintendo like, 3DS. The official way. Like the the Game Informer. Uh, That's Okay, I've been saying it wrong. Ponyta. Yeah. Yeah, no, the Game Informer thing was interesting because they said a lot without saying anything. And that's what I'm kind of curious about because, like, they talk so much about how they're going to streamline the game and what that can mean. And then they didn't really – like, it sounds like on the surface they're doing exactly – like, they've heard Angel on the podcast be like, I want competitive, like, battle simulator. And they're like – we're not going to go all the way there, but we're going to throw some stuff your way. I mean, they, they're building an autosave, which seems like a minor thing, but kind of makes a difference. They're uh, going all in with experience sharing. It's default now. They completely have removed HMs. They before have toyed with taking them away, but now they're saying, yep, all the environmental puzzles and having to assign a move to a Pokemon just so you can do that, gone. They uh, kind of what it was in Sun and Moon, except... Yeah, they yeah. started to toy with it, but now yeah. it's like they're saying it's done, like done, done, like forever done. Um, and then they're doing like this whole two tiers of gyms now. So there's like major league and minor league and there's going to be 16 gyms between the two versions, but they won't all be the same gym. Obviously it's eight per game. So it's kind of like what overlaps, what doesn't have that work. Um, that's more chances to, you know, beef up your strategy against trainers. Like they're doing all this stuff and all that's like, Oh, okay. That sounds more in angels direction. But then there's the one where it's like, what does that mean? Which sounds the most like what you want angel, which is the whole, um, any Pokemon, your favorite Pokemon can now be used for competitive play. But yeah. not I mean, there's it. still a lot of questions that need to be answered if that's the case. Yeah. Because I would... I mean, if they're just changing the nature, which is a big thing, then there's still a lot of things they have to do. And they're sort of hinting that they might be... It, it's interesting, because here's how I described it. Uh, well, first you're saying, you know, in the series, you get certain Pokemon, they have to switch out at some point. But a lot of people... You know, while I do competitive battles with their favorites, da, da, da. this time around. I mean, nothing ever stops you from doing competitive battles with your favorites. Well, to it, have it, them play competitively. No, 
Well, even that. I mean, I've always like gotten all my favorite Pokemon. Like, I usually build all my competitive teams with my favorite Pokemon. Right. I think what they mean is like, oh, did you get attached to that starter? That yeah, you had? that's what they're getting at. Here's here's how they word it. This time around, we really want to introduce some systems, mysterious, that help the player be able to take those Pokemon they caught in the beginning, as you were saying, and the first one they chose, and actually take them straight into competitive battle. There's a lot of hidden parameters to Pokemon that aren't surfaced to the player. We're doing a lot of stuff in the back and introducing systems that allow players to make sure that Pokemon they want to use in competitive battles are viable, which says a whole lot of nothing, but also says a lot. Yeah, because, like, it was pretty nuts, and frankly a little ridiculous like the things they had to do or anyone in general to like get them competitive because mm-hmm. like i'll try to give like an abridged version just because like it's just already going to sound ridiculous but mm-hmm. like let's say i want to make the a very competitive weavile so i want it to be like super fast and super super strong that's all i care about so that means i don't want it to have special attack which means i have to get the right nature that just gives you plus attack and plus speed, but there's always two minuses that come with them, so I have to make sure one of the minuses is in special defense and special attack, because obviously you don't need those. And right. besides that, so once you're breeding, I guess even if I per- train it perfectly, it's still no guarantee that it'll be a perfect Pokemon, because any Pokemon could have a random value from 1 to 31, just randomly assigned to it. So I could have done everything correctly, but my Weavile will be 31 points off of speed. And that's just like, well, tough love. So I just have to get another Weavile that just hopefully has higher stats than that. And then mm-hmm. I have to create that Weavile because then the odds of passing that higher trait to the other Weavile gets increased. And you pretty much keep doing that until you have perfect stats across the board. Right. So the question becomes, how much of that do they make transparent? Like the thing yeah. I keep... And that's just like the hidden stuff. I mean, then you also right. have like, all right, IV training. for some reason, Weavile can't just straight up learn Ice Punch. I have to breed it with a Buniri that learns Ice Punch, but for some reason, Buniri can't learn Ice Punch. I have to get it to breed with a Tyrogue that learns Ice Punch because I can't have the Tyrogue breed with the Weavile. Right. So it's like, are they all going to speed that up? I, that's the thing. Like, the thing, you know what? I actually keep circling back to That's the main more... reason for breeding, usually, just like to get the right egg moves and stuff. Right. And the nature, but they had items that literally made that easier, so... I don't know. The the thing I keep circling back to isn't so much like what they'll change, but how are they actually going to go about communicating this? Because here's I know, the like, thing. In, in Universe Wide, that kind of worries me. Like, are you going to take your Pokemon to like a center and it's like, oh, this is like the DNA center. We're just going to... We're just going to splice some genes. Yeah, we're going to tweak this, snip that. There you go. We hooked up with the, the scientists in Rhyme City to bring you... <laughs> your modest Pikachu is now rash. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know how they're going to do it. And not even just in the game, but just, like, to players how they communicate. Because the director made a reference to, you know, hidden parameters and background stuff and all that. And I'm curious if they plan to leave it hidden and in the background for players to figure out. Because, like, past Pokemon Taz, you kind of figure it out for yourself, right? Yeah. Well, or, that's or, what Therapy was for. Right, which... yeah. But, like, so fans got together and figured it out. Yeah. Or are they going to be up front? I'm going to prepare for Joe Merrick. I was, it was really entertaining just watching his Twitter feed because he was literally watching the stream the entire time. Oh, yeah. He did the 24 hours. Yeah, that's right. So that was... Yeah. It was like, but, oh, it moves. And, like, is it looping? And it's like, well... Yeah, he... Yeah. Or is he just going stir-crazy because he's been waiting <laughs> for 23 and a half hours? But, no, I was going to say, like, are, I think there might actually be a chance they may be upfront about the changes for once because, like, with how much gaming is splintering in different directions right now one thing i've become increasingly aware of is how differently games are now being conveyed to us the customer well that's like how they're Nintendo. actually telling like, us literally about every other like company like with at least with fighting games i don't know how it is with shooters, yeah but like fighting games have always like told you like all the periods of patch notes it wasn't until like this generation that we finally know what's going on with smash brothers i don't even mean just and that. even then it's yeah. not even like super detailed like something that's a little cryptic but i mean it's better than nothing 
It's like Nintendo's finally come around to, hey, like, hey, people care about this stuff. Let's let them. Yeah, it's kind of one of those things that, like, well, first of all, in the case of Pokemon, it's kind of like, are they actually going to reveal how the sausage is made? Because that, like, part of the whole Pokemon thing is discovery. And I'm kind of wondering, like, if they go a little too hard on it. I mean, as tedious as it was, I, I will say that, like, doing a lot of the breeding and sun and moon, like I said, like, a while ago, it did made me go back full circle and or 180 on i was super pro hacking and just straight up giving your pokemon the best stats it could possibly earn because i know i could do that i just don't want to waste the time right right to going like you know what i really love the fact that i actually put effort into this pokemon and and make it feel more special yeah exactly which is kind of what they seem to be addressing yeah so now it kind of feels like we're going to go into this weird middle ground where it's like yeah because i mean they do start to feel like just another number like when i was like hacking pokemon i made a like after i messed with my favorite ones i started just making a whole bunch of other pokemon that i was interested in but didn't necessarily care about right they just became like oh who do i mess with this time right and where that's i'd be more selective with my time because you know we have lives and stuff right also side note i mentioned about sausage that reminded me um so you know how you can make food in the new pokemon sword and shield game informer asked them so what's the sausage made of and Game Freak would not say. They said they didn't know, which I think means you're eating Pokemon, which does make sense, but also, I like, it's, it's clearly, it's clearly clear. slow pokes, right? I, I, their tails? Their whole bodies? I would say oh. slow pokes. Huh. Only I slow mean, pokes, that's not bros or kings, game. just pokes? Yeah, just I slow mean, pokes. considering how They're easy it is to breed Pokemon in that universe, I would say there's like, no really food shortage issue. But where's the meat coming from, is Gold the tanks. question. There's clearly no other, like... It has I to mean, be Pokemon. Ignoring it the, has to be Pokemon. Ignoring that one episode it of the anime where they had Pokemon. normal fish. Um, it has to be Pokemon. Yeah, like, there's literally only Pokemon. Like, I mean, the tea guy, I forgot his name, uh, Pulty guys, you're supposed to drink him. No, he allows you to drink <laughs> That's him. That's right, he allows assuming, it. Assuming you get close enough to, to him. Right, right. It's a delicate dance. But uh, my, the broad point I was making, though, about, like, companies and their messaging is, like, e- even, like, obviously, you know, the, as the meta grows, how are different companies approaching it? As, you know, as you were pointing out, Angel, like, Nintendo's finally getting up to speed with being open about it uh, versus their old tired and true me- uh, tried and true method. But even if you ignore the meta, like, it's just interesting if you look at how games are presented to us now compared to, I don't know, like, the GameCube days or the early Wii days. Because back then, it was, like, every major release followed the same drumbeat. You got the first reveal... Some hands-on info, X number of features showcased, and then it was released. And if your game was high-profile, you could pretty much guarantee that was the flow of information that had come out. But if you compare that to, like, right now, what's kind of interesting is it's all over the place. Like, we've been talking about all this Pokemon stuff, and Ken, you're saying, you know, it's too much. It's oversaturation. I think it's just something that, that especially Nintendo has been doing this year, where they just overload me with information. That yeah. Just, just release it. But what's weird... Like, I feel about like Animal Crossing. Like, yeah. I almost feel like I played it already. Like yeah. that... Uh, the Animal Crossing stuff was on this. Or Mario Kart. When was it? Two years, two years ago, when they showed the Smash Ultimate changes? That oh, went up for like oh four to five minutes? <laughs> yeah, even I thought yeah. a lot of those were like, really? Yeah. Like, do I need to know that all of Mario's helmet cracks? Like, let me figure that out when I pause. But here's what's weird. Nintendo doesn't do that with everything. So they're doing that. Pokemon's over a month away, and they've been doing that since May with the first reveal. And they've it started with me going, "Wow, this game looks the same as all the others." To wow, okay, well they different. did that with Smash. They're no, but here's Pokemon. What, they did it with Animal Crossing. Here's what's weird. Card. They literally, but then simultaneously everything. they are not doing it with a game that comes out in three weeks. Luigi's Mansion Three. We got two pieces of information about it: the reveal, and oh yeah, here's a couple of the modes, and that's it, which is great. But then simultaneously, did you know on the? I bet you didn't on the website for Luigi's Mansion Three. There is in the small print they're doing DLC for both. Uh, Scarescraper and Screen Park, meaning 
co-op expansions and competitive expansions, yeah, which is cool. So, yeah, so that's cool. But why would they spend so much time going into the weeds about Pokemon and not even spend a well, minute we, to be like, hey, we're going to make some cool new content for Luigi too. It just strikes, it's like the balance is so weird. Well, because Luigi's Mansion isn't a sort of as deep of a game as, say, a Pokemon. Yeah, I, I guess my point is, Smash. though, like, they could de- they could do one less Pokemon thing and be like, here's an update on Luigi. Oh, absolutely. I, I'd rather have yeah. that, honestly. Yeah. But, but what we've seen in Luigi's Mansion 3 already, like, I'm, I'm already sold. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, but, I was sold on Pokemon Sword and Shield when they announced Sword and Shield. Right, right. I'm pretty sure everybody was, was sold until, like, the National Deck stuff, but that's, yeah. that's a whole different story. Right. But, like, yeah, it's just... It is, there is a look. I just feel like in the the thing that's bothering about Luigi is I feel like when they announced Screen Park in the direct, we're all kind of like, eh, because it's like, oh, it's these it's all like Mario Party main games, whatever. Not even the good ones. <laughs> yeah, but if they were just like, by the way, we're gonna make more, and you could even throw in like based on your feedback or something, because I'm sure they're watching feedback. That's how you do it with all DLC. Like that would have made it seem much more like, oh, that could really be a cool thing. Maybe they are gonna bring back the Nintendo Land mini game. But and also... I know those are false dreams of mine, and I want Nintendo to let me have those false dreams. But then you're but... also telling the audience like, hey, and don't worry, you're gonna be able to pay for more of Yeah, but that's content, never which... stopped them before. They used to not do that, and then around the time of, I think it was Twilight Princess, or not Twilight Princess, wow, Breath of the Wild, they started announcing DLC before the game came out, now they don't care. Was, sure, yeah, that was sure, one of the first sure. times. Yeah. Like, we always like to be up front. They did right? used to always be like, it's the whole game. Like Reg, yeah. I remember Reggie coming remember out in interviews and being like, like, we sell you an entire game and only then do we start development of the DLC. Mm-hmm. And now Nintendo's right, right. like, hey, here's a fifth of Splatoon. We'll give you the rest later. Although that was free. So that's a bad example. But and I yeah. remember like the community in general was at a consensus at that point that like, why can't everyone just be like Nintendo and actually tell us what the DLC is? And now, you know. Yeah. Even and, Sakurai was like, Ugh, I don't want to do this, but. Right. Yeah, with the characters. And and it's funny because, like, there is no necessarily right or wrong way to do any of this. It's just interesting to me how, like, diversified the idea of selling a game to a person has become with all the different things. Like, look at Mario Kart Tour, for example. That was radio silent. Can we not? Well, yeah, well, that was radio silent until, like, three weeks before it came out. And anecdotally, all the people in my office that had Mario Kart Tour only heard about it because someone else told them it was out. Nintendo did not market it at all. And yet, 90 million downloads in the first week. That is a record for the most downloads a mobile game has ever had until a week later when Call of Duty Mobile got 100 million. Bad timing. But still, that's 90 million in a week off of three weeks of like a trailer. And that was fine. So clearly that method works. So they could do less, like you're saying. But also the Pokemon drip feed seems to be working. People are talking about it all the time. So it's just kind of this weird, like, I don't know. It's just one of these weird things where like now Mario, Tor- uh, Mario Kart Tour, because it's a game of service, now the marketing's kicking into overdrive. Now it's everywhere. But they're you know they're constantly doing updates. They have the new fourteen tracks and racers and whatever the new tour cycle. But like they got to that ninety million without having to do anything basically. So it's just interesting how like communicating a game to people is now its whole like it's not as clean cut as it was in like two thousand three. But I guess well, gaming is in general. Like games is really love that game. What I mean, those high schoolers really. Oh yeah, no, it's it's. I'm the more like after you told me that people like actually really liked it, I started sort of like looking around a bit more, like just browsing around like Twitter or like hearing people in the office talk about it and being like, oh, what do you like about it? Yeah, a lot of people seem to like not mind the controls. One mm. of our mutual friends even said he kind of wishes Mario Kart regular would do auto drive, which you can do, by the way. Yeah, yeah. that's true. I, I want to put, but that but that's it goes really <laughs> slow though. But it does go really <laughs> but slow. But that's someone who like is a gamer in the very traditional. Yeah, sense. but he also true. doesn't play 200 CC though. Nah. Which yeah. you, which casual? I don't play 200 CC. You know? No, I, I know. Stop at 150. Yeah. I know, but I feel yeah. like. Uh, well, I mean, at least like for me and I guess the other people that 
it sounds kind of weird to say like the other people that play Mario Kart competitively, I guess. Yeah. Um, it's like once we went 200cc, everything else just wasn't as fun anymore. It just felt way too slow. Even 150. Right. I mean, it was just more interesting to have to let go of the gas and actually brake once in a while. Because, you know, before you just never do it. It's just like something you yeah. don't think about. Yeah. But now it's like, oh, I actually have to not take this jump because then I'm going to careen off the course. I mean, I, I brake constantly <laughs> in 150. I don't, really. Well, I, I, sometimes well, I also gas. play bikes. Oh. Interesting. What a choice that is. <laughs> yeah, it's a great choice. Well, in the, Wii, it, in the Wii, if you didn't pick bike, you were just... The, I'm going to be honest. Lose. The Wii Mario Kart is probably one of my least favorite of all of them i don't know why it just did not click with me i love seven i love ds i love eight but we i just was not feeling it maybe it was the wheel i know probably, you, why you use the wheel it's probably the wheel but but like I never used the wheel well because take out the oh, wheel right, all the tracks were, yeah, are you, still super wide to accommodate the them. wheel not all of them but a lot of them and they had 12 racers instead of eight and it just felt like there's this thing that was like oh it's everything's bigger so we can accommodate motion control i guess that was actually one of the just saying Besides DS, that one was also probably one of the most competitive Mario Karts. Really? Oh, yeah. DS, I love. The the speedrunning scene for Wii was nuts. Oh, no, yeah, DS, yeah. It was in a league of its own, but the yeah. Wii one... I mean, that one you definitely had to, you know, dig deeper, play beyond, but uh, I liked it. No, no Mario Kart is bad. It just wasn't Super as circuit. good. I actually like Super 64. Circuit. 64. Whoa. I said it. Whoa. Man, this is the hot take episode. Also Super Mario Kart. Okay, I agree with that. It gives me a headache when I was a kid and I tried to play How is that any different than Super Circuit then? I don't know, but it's true. <laughs> it, it It is true. When I played Super Circuit on Game Boy Advance, All the tracks of Super issue. Circuit are in Mark. But I think the way they do the Mode 7, like spinning the track around you thing, is a little less weird. They, they It's like cleaned up or something. I don't know. It feels different like to it's my weird. head. Yeah, Super Circuit looks way better than... Yeah. No, no, yeah. It, it definitely does. I mean. and, and the way it rotates around yeah, it's, it's, it's more much, natural feeling. Yeah. But it, yeah. Because it's like Mario Kart, Super Mario Kart is like dizzying almost for me when i was younger which makes it weird that i now have like a super mario kart hoodie i mean it doesn't help that it always splits your screen into that too. whether you want to that also hurts yeah Yeah. but uh yeah so messaging is weird is what i was getting at but i I did want to ask you though because we're talking about mobile and messaging and stuff like mario kart seems to be handling okay nintendo's starting to do it well with smash what I thought I see what. Oh, you handling. Did. Okay, yeah. I, I wish I saw. I didn't see. But I know you had a bone to pick about a different game that uh, is trying to message or not. Ma- I don't know what the what's the situation. First of all, what's the game? I don't know. I don't know it's, it's been playing a lot of like random games. I mean, between like I'm usually always rotating between like Brawl Stars and it just keeps adding stuff that makes me happy. They add new characters. They, I don't know. They do they message it out well? Yeah, they they actually every couple weeks they have these like developer diaries where the devs come out. It's basically like Nintendo Directs, but right. just for that game and talk about it. Oh, we heard you. We're literally redesigning a character, and they do. Right. And they'll like you know add some perks, add some this, and that's all been great. And then it feels like, yeah, last yeah like this. Well, yeah, like a few days ago, like Hearthstone did the same thing. They're like. Oh, we heard you guys wanted us to mix up the meta a little more, so we're going to bring back these old cards that did you guys they, loved. Did they, like, explain the changes fully, or did no, they just kind of go, here you go? No, they did, but, I mean, they were just like, oh, we're bringing back these cards, and then people were like, oh, those cards? Like, we want you to bring back these more interesting cards, not, like, the cards that literally broke the game. And now we're pretty much back to, oh, I'm playing this deck again that I pretty much do nothing and I just lose. So, I don't know not very fun they they so, so what makes it not like what they get is rid it of just the cards aren't good or like no the, the cards are too good like it just gets rid of a lot of agency to the player like it just comes down to i even if i play everything perfectly i could still yeah i could play everything perfectly and i'll still lose because some of these cards are just that good 
I see. And it's like they created this rotation system where they got rid of older cards, just like Pokemon and every other right, right card game to alleviate that. But now they brought back the culprits. So, so not realizing they're the culprits or sort of ruffle some I, I feathers. Think, I mean, luckily it's like for a limited time, but it does sound like it's going to be like for a couple months, which right. is like oh, like it was just when I was starting to have like a lot of fun. Well, I was always having fun with the game, but right. I was like reaching new heights with it, and now it's like bringing it way back down. See, this is the game's a serious problem and the messaging problem because like theoretically, if this was a normal, if this was two thousand three I mean, and the game did a thing, and then it und- and then they're like the sequel won't do the thing. It's not like you have to worry. Oh, but the sequels now doing the th- or the third one's doing the thing again like yeah i mean theory sounded okay but it ended up being not okay yeah yeah it's just it, 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 it for some reason it just really fascinates me how much like gaming has to with, adapt to this stuff same thing kind of happened with smash brothers 2 which is kind of funny because further like the two people that main me brawler yeah like there was a mechanic with me brawler that pretty much like after i think it was like their up b like they were able to pretty much react out of it at a rate that would pretty much make it a viable move and you know it made that character you know, a viable character, not sure. like top tier, not low tier, just viable. <laughs> and then, so when the game first came out, they weren't able to do that. And mm-hmm. then after a patch, it's like, oh, cool, like they buffed up my character. And then, like a couple patches later, they took that away. And hmm. like it wasn't even like breaking anything or you know, right, winning tournaments. Right. But now, like, it's like why? It's like yeah, it's kind of odd. Kevin, are there any games you're playing that have been going through growing pains of sorts, or maybe for the better? Uh, the only one that comes to mind is Destiny. And Destiny 2. Well, that was like a complete overhaul, wasn't it? Sort of. Well, yeah. Uh, What'd they do exactly? The first year of Destiny was not a train wreck, but it was, a, it was, <laughs> it was manageable. Hey, I, I love that game. I'm, I'm, I'm allowed. <laughs> I'm allowed to call it a, a, possi- a small train wreck. No, it was more like a car crash than a train wreck. Call it a possum something? He called it a possum. <laughs> I, we, I always said that Destiny 1 was the best 6 out of 10 video game that I've ever played in my life. <laughs> I, I, will I say thought that that's a kind of general consensus on that one. I've heard yeah, other people say one. similar. But then it became like the, the best eight out of ten that I that I ever played once they overhauled it uh, after the first year with the Taken King expansion, and then Destiny two. Destiny two first year was definitely a train wreck. Like, especially considering that I had put a thousand hours in the first Destiny, mm-hmm. like across wow. across the like the two and a half years that I played. Uh-huh. And then Destiny 2 came out, and I put maybe less than 100 hours because, man, that game was devoid of anything that made the first game good. And then, of course, they did what's now pretty much just cycle. They released an expansion that overhauled the game again, and they made it good again. And now... Is it like the first one again? Uh, so is it like the uh, the upside version of what's happening with Hearthstone, or is it... Yeah, we'll, we'll go with that. Uh, huh. I don't know, just... But too little, too late for you. At least as far as you oh, going back into that. Thing. No, no, I'm I'm back on that train, baby. <laughs> and I'm not getting off anytime soon. Uh, you know, just is that a subscription what, game or is no? It just, it's you just buy the DLC. And you just buy the DLC and you're oh. and you're pretty much good. Uh, except that now that games as a service is definitely a thing. Uh, they pretty much added battle passes. Oh, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> no, but it, but I mean, it, 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 it seems yeah, yeah, but it, it, like it seems manageable and. I don't know. It's yeah. Games of Service. Games of Service is like, such a bizarre. If you stop and think about it, it's such a crazy like turn the industry on its ear sort of thing. When we see movies as a service, is that even a thing already? Netflix? Yeah, t- technically. Uh, no, I like. Oh, uh, I guess like the AMC A list. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's like what that. you mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I would call that a movie <laughs> as a service. Like yeah. Subscriptions are the future, guys. Get ready. Yeah. We're gonna have like twenty thousand subscriptions for different things. Mm. What if like 
pretend um like the Lord of the Ring didn't exist or hadn't come out yet, and sure. then they, when the first one comes out, they're like, you could give us this amount of money now, and you'll have entry to the rest of the movies when they're eventually made. Would that be more comparable to it? Because that's more like yes. the sounds like yeah. 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 yeah 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 or like or you can It'd wait be, and yeah, see. That would basically be and you know what's fast. interesting? You're like, you're like for a series like they obviously wait no not obviously. I mean, at one point they said like, "Oh, we already have Transformers like eight, nine, and ten planned out," or I don't know what. <laughs> you know how they keep like promising <laughs> yeah, like, "Oh, yeah. there's another series or something." But it, it's it's interesting because like, it's so <laughs> Star fly- Wars it's so... every Star Wars movie for the next eight years. Well, that's like two movies because they're scaling back. But it's um, it's so interesting how like it, if you think about like the whole games of service thing, it's really flying by the seat of your pants, kind of because like Fortnite, for example, its revenue it's making is down. I saw some stats down like fifty percent compared to a year ago. And their battle launch, what they're calling Chapter Two, which is going to be apparently a whole new map. I guess in a move to try and boost yeah. it back up. But like, if you think about it, like that stuff takes time to develop. So they have to be able with a game of service to spot that trend back when it was in its prime with the World Championship a few months ago, and already be halfway through development at that point to anticipate this drop off now, or else they're stuck in a Destiny Two situation where there's like a whole year where it's just kind of sitting doing nothing yeah so it's it's such a weird it's such a different world than like just for us destiny fans (laughs) that first year but it's such a different world gaming than it was like when we were growing up with it like it's just like even mario kart like you know how we were all rave like hating on it last episode then you angel just like the kids at the school love it and it's like oh wow that's like they're just it's a totally different type of gaming than what we're used to yeah they literally don't really see the negative yeah it's just it's just such a we're like the old men yelling at the clouds or whatever i thought thought bowser being in it would keep me going but i think i'm very close to just uh, like deleting it here's my hot take i actually prefer games of service that's just me Go on. I'm curious why. I mean, in game, general, games, like you don't like live games, sort of. You like the freshness, that sort of. That I'm yeah, using? like like when I was talking about Wolfenstein uh, for multiplayer games, would... or do you even for like? Because I feel like some games like just don't work as a games of service, or maybe like. Well, yeah, like you, you wouldn't you wouldn't make The Last of Us as a games of service. It just yeah. would work like single player games, obviously. Like as a yeah, oh, yeah. but you know stuff like like Destiny or Overwatch. It's exciting. Switch. Like, yeah, games. I. It's those games that I can put like a podcast to, right? And just serve and just serve play like, while zoning out. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. No, it's like, not to say like they're bad. Games. Like, I don't think they're bad. It's just such a difference than it was. Oh yeah, absolutely. a decade ago, which I don't think anyone saw that coming quite to the extent it has. I think that's definitely been like the I, quote unquote revolution of this, of this generation of gaming, yeah. where. What, uh, like the PS3, Xbox 360, Wii era was more, all right, downloadable games, and we're going to start patching your games. And... Yep, yep, and gaming to audiences that didn't game before, yeah, like the Wii. Yeah, and that's, that's especially where, like, online gaming took off. Yeah. That was the revolution of that generation, this it, it makes me wonder was xbox just a little ahead of its time with when when xbox one was first announced they're like oh it's all gonna be digital and you you'll have like digital rights man like all this crazy stuff and people lost their minds and then it was backpedaled entirely mm. if you think about it now like if you look at now what games and services are that's what xbox was trying to set up they're just a couple years ahead of it like if a console came out I'm, now it's I'm like all your s- games are things so you get five from the I, store i'm going to say i'm going to no, say grab a disc they confirmed oh, okay. no it wasn't ahead of its time because Games of service are still frowned upon, right? That's uh, true. The new the new Ghost Recon uh, is a live game, right? And people hate it. Wolfenstein, I pe- think people people there, hate the fact a that it was a live game. There's a tipping point where people only want to get invested. 
it all goes back to uh, Reggie's favorite thing. I think it was Iwa too. That all these everyone competes for people's entertainment time. So if a game of service is coming into play, and then other game of service, and other game of service, people are like, I don't have eighty thousand hours to invest, or a thousand hours in Destiny to invest in every single game. Give me a shorter experience yeah. I can just take in at once. That's like the ultimate downside to like yeah. these long games in general. Like, yeah, I really, really want to get back into Monster World, Monster Hunter World, because I've barely started it, just because it came out when Smash Brothers was out, and I didn't have the PS4 at the time. Yeah. And- yeah. Yeah, and now they're like the DLCs coming out. Oh, that looks insane. The, the Resident yeah. Evil DLC. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, that looks, that like, even fun. like beside the Resident Evil, though, like they came out with the whole iceboard oh, yeah, thing, yeah. and they charted out their plan of action and blah blah blah. And uh, well, this... I think they said that they were done with with Monster Hunter World. I think they said that the next Monster Hunter thing will be a new game. Like really? Iceborne was, yeah, I... Iceborne was like a one and done thing. Because uh... oh, okay, yeah. Because like they have, I guess they just like put out that they have like some major updates. I don't know what. Yeah. Well, how big major is, but I guess it's not like another Iceborne. I guess. Yeah, like the, the I, expansions are out of the question. I think is what they said. I think the one that gets me is when it's like as long as I beat it before the Mila Djokovic. How the heck is her name? Djokovic. Djokovic. Yeah, Djokovic. Yeah, yeah, before her movie. September twenty twenty. Yeah. Oh, on my birthday month. Yeah. Oh, I'll be thirty one. <laughs> yeah, you will. Um, well, as I say, I think I think that the the weird thing is. Um, like, the smaller games are starting to do it, too. So Nintendo the other day tweeted out the roadmap for Damon X Machina. Oh, and there's, like, five updates, and I'm like, for who? I forgot that game came out. <laughs> like, I mean, the game, like, if people are into the game, awesome. I'm glad they have support for their game. But I'm just thinking, like, if every game of every, ca- if the B tier and C tier and A tier games are all doing it, who is playing all these? The audience, gaming's audience is bigger than it's ever been. No doubt about that. So, like, 76% of people play games now. 90, the number of kids who play games went up from 93 to 94%, 95%. This is all NPD numbers I saw the other day. But um, point is, if gaming's that big, so yeah, there's audience for this stuff. But at some point, there's overlap. Like, how? what, what is the tipping point here? And I think some of the frustration people have with Recon and all that is that tipping point is starting. So it's kind of like, if, you know, Damon X Machina is like, hey, what if we did this update or that update? It's like, are you really going to go back to it, though? Like, someone on the other end of this microphone is like, I'm going back to it, but, like, yeah, most like people, they're... yeah. There's going to be someone, but at some point, that's diminishing returns for the publisher, and then it gets into the business side, and yada, yada. But it, it's an, it, it's a very, it's like the Wild West right now for gaming, for especially live games. So it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I don't really have any, like, deep insight beyond that. It's just going to be interesting to see what happens. But, uh, you know, for us to talk about, like, how they keep people in the loop and keep communi- companies have to communicate to people, one bit of news that was not all communicated was um, how poorly the developers at Alpha Dream, the Mario and Luigi series, were apparently doing financially because some... Um, Laundering money? No, they weren't doing anything illegal. They just weren't making money. They filed for bankruptcy seemingly out of nowhere, which is a bummer because, like, the Mario and Luigi series is pretty fun. But Well, maybe if Nintendo let them make a new one instead of remake. That's what I'm thinking. Like, in a way, I... It's like Can't. me who loves Bowser and whose favorite game was Bowser's Inside Story didn't even get the remake because... It for came out four years ago. <laughs> yeah, like I honestly even thought, like, wasn't it on 3DS? Because like, it looked really good visually. Like, yeah. So here's, here's the thing. Like, I can't say I'm surprised they fell into this rut because, like, I mean, the signs aren't there, but the trajectory of Mario Luigi, as you're saying, just hasn't been great. I mean, 
if you like issue number one, I think before we even get to the remakes, is the games kind of started to spin their we- their wheels a bit. Like the first three were great, but by Dream Team, I started to get the sense that Alpha Dream was just kind of running out of ideas. It was like Mario and Luigi go through time, Mario and Luigi go into Bowser's body, Mario and Luigi go into uh, I don't know Luigi's dreams, and like that really? was ca- I mean, I and that was kind of no. I was gonna say that that in and of itself was kind of cool. Like the the stuff they did with Luigi's ego and his fears and all that, and all the, yeah. the clusters of Luigi. The only downside was like the extreme handholding. They did yeah. not let you skip any tutorials and. There were so many for things you did in every single game. And I thought, like, I thought Horrible. the idea, right, yeah, I remember you can play that at yeah. the time, but I thought the idea was cool, but you could tell they're kind of like, so where do they put them next? And I was like, oh, well, let's reverse it. What if the Paper Mario world pops out into the Mario and Luigi world? It's just like the exact same basic idea of like, they go to this place and then it comes to them. And then they do, and I just feel like they're starting to run dry on ideas, which is probably why they started doing all oh, the remakes. Paper Jam was really fun. I'm, again, I'm not saying they're not fun. They're I mean, quality it games. Didn't, it I didn't just feel saying, like they were running out of ideas. Or... I don't know. It just felt like it's the exact same recipe, just different ways. Again, okay. not. I'm not saying it's. I'm not saying it's a knock against the quality of the gameplay. They were all no, no, no. Going. I know, but or the ideas that spun out of this. It's just kind of like I just like I remember. I literally remember when Dream Team came out. Went oh, so they moved from Bowser's stomach to Luigi's head. Okay, like it just yeah. kind of followed the same path. I get or the same beats. Um but I think, yeah, I think the real sign that something was up was when they started only doing remakes on a system that was slowly dying. And I know Nintendo's the one that put them up to it, but if you look at, like, the trajectory of Alpha Dream as a company and compare it to, let's say, their Zelda counterparts, Grizzo, they literally went in opposite directions. It's it's kind of weird. Like, you like look at Grizzo. They made really basic stuff to begin with. They did Four Swords on 3DS, the port. They did Ocarina and Majora's Mask for 3DS. But soon enough, they got to flex their creativity a bit. They got to do everywhere. Well, pressure though, to give them like, oh, you know, Ocarina of Time, blah, blah, blah. Well, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Never, No, but my point is they started with the ports and then they moved into bigger things like Ever Oasis. And then they were given the keys to the Link's Awakening Kingdom and told, hey, go wild with this, like, HD, do your thing. And they did, and they delivered. Meanwhile, as they're going up like that, Alpha Dream's going from having, like, top-tier RPGs to smaller and smaller remakes that are barely old enough to be remade in the first place and I don't know I just I think like a huge vote of confidence from Nintendo that could have helped Alpha Dream would have been if they're like hey port Mario and Luigi to Switch in HD do a remake and now I'm kind of like well if they didn't it's it's no one's fault none of the developers I'm not trying to knock them but maybe Alpha Dream just wasn't equipped to make the jump to HD maybe they're too small of a team and that's why they kept reusing the same engine over and over and over because it was like they could pump that out no problem but if they try and do something much bigger they maybe just don't have their corporate structure didn't allow for it i don't know like they made a very fun set of rpgs with really creative ideas and then they you know demonstrate they have good comedy chops i mean fawful in the original mario luigi he's a great character I, I actually can't believe they never did anything with him in the mario universe as a whole like he seemed like he'd be ripe for mario kart or tennis or anything and they just kind of let him fall the wayside but you know, and the like, the Prince of Bowser's Inside story is really clever. Like, it's all you know. I mean, they brought good stuff for that. That was great. They did, but why is Falfel on the rest of the Mario games? Anyway, it's good stuff. I hope all developers land on their feet. Maybe within Nintendo, but part of my, I just get this feeling that that smallish team at Alpha Dream was just like ganging over their heads with how games well, just they filed up. for bankruptcy. It doesn't necessarily mean that so they shut down their website. They're pretty much done. Apparently they're finishing up contract work. with. Let's forget. I, I ever said that. <laughs> no, sorry. No, it, uh, yeah, I, I should have mentioned up top. They already shut down their website. Gotcha. Yeah. That, cause the news broke like two days apart. So it's like, they filed for bankruptcy. And I was like, Oh, maybe they'll be okay. And it's like, Oh, their website's gone. Well, so it's just kind of like, I don't know. Like I, I didn't mean like, 
I'm not trying to say they're bad what they do or anything. It's just kind of more like I think they were a product of a different time and it was hard for them they to They were giving a raw deal. They were. Yeah, they were. But it's not to say their games weren't great. Like, I think... What was your favorite Mario and Luigi? I, 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 only, I only ever played uh, Superstar Saga. I, it's I good it. though, right? Yeah, Superstar Saga is a great game. And Angel, you were saying yours was Bowser Inside Story? Bowser oh Inside yeah, Story. definitely like really close behind um, Partners in Time. I really love Partners in Time. Partners in Time is good. I feel like Partners the in Time... 24 characters was just really cool. And I was just thinking Bowser interacts with Bowser was also Right, good. right. As I guess I feel like Partners in Time in general is the one that like people seem to gravitate towards um, the original or the third from what I've noticed. But yeah, no, Partners in Time is my favorite too. I just like... It just felt like the right game at the right moment because it was like, you know, one of the first games on the DS, a proper DS sequel. Everything was literally doubled. Double the characters, double the screens, double the uh, face buttons to do double the attack inputs. Like, it all just, like, it clicked really well and... Yeah, it's literally the one game where adult Mario and adult Luigi and baby Mario and baby Luigi all coexist in a way that actually makes sense. Every other game, Nintendo just hand waves it away. It's like, that's Mario Kart, why do you care? But this one, they actually explained it. So, yeah, I, t- I think Partners in Time for me is probably um, my favorite of the bunch. But, yeah, I, I kind of wish... I kind of wish they... What? Yeah, Pour right, for, for I, I just kind of wish they... Yeah, didn't get stuck making remakes that sold less and less on a system that nobody cared about. <laughs> um, but it, it, I guess it's weirdly thin because now we're going from um, a developer who died with the 3DS to the system that's replacing the 3DS, uh, the Switch Lite. So, kind of transitioning from news to what we've been playing, you have Shantae, Angel, but I played the Switch Lite. And it's nice. It's, it's, it's thanks. It was a great experience. Uh, it it was it's cool. I mean, I, to back it back this up, I did not so, buy a Switch. Oh, Lite. I was gonna ask. I told you bought four of them. No. So yeah, what what? Because the Nintendo only three says colors, jump, you always say how high. So, but not times four. They're not gonna be like jump two feet. I'm like, I'll give you eight. Like no. Uh, but I I would give them six. But uh, yeah, I didn't buy it. I just got to spend a good amount of time playing it at Best Buy, the demo unit there. Like probably longer than I should have. Like the employees started circling and kind of be like, "Is he gonna leave?" Like I was playing for like twenty five minutes probably. But it's actually very nice. It's like a, Jesus. It's, it's a because I, I don't even spend twenty five minutes at that. They Best have like Buy. three different. They <laughs> just have, in general. Yeah, they had. They have three or four different demos on there. So I was trying like Mario Kart and mario u and just comparing like how the t-pad feels and how it looks and it's a spiffy little system like if if you like look at it as its own independent thing it's a really well-made device the thing like is incredibly sturdy compared to a normal switch since you know the controllers don't come off uh it has that night it has like this kind of nice more grippy matte finish than a regular switch would have um thingly enough given the system's purpose it reminds me a lot of the 2ds in terms of uh like the solidness and just the general feel of the plastic i did not realize how tiny this thing was it's tiny it's so tiny like yeah it's noticeably lighter and smaller than i expected i was always i think i said this on a previous podcast but i was entertaining the fact of like "Mm, maybe i'll buy one it'll be my to go to tiny and then yeah, I'll just keep my, my regular Switch at home. Yeah, it's... No, I already cramp up hard enough, like, playing my Switch. So that's an issue I had. Well, actually, before I even get to the issue I had, I do want to point out that it looks very nice, the system. Like, when you're holding it in your hands, ignoring the size, like, it's super nice and clean. I got to try the yellow one. I'm on Team Turquoise. That was my Game Boy Color, tur- color so I feel like I have to do it here. But, like, I really can't knock that yellow. It looks really nice in person. And there's all these nice little design touches, like... Uh, they have black accents under the control sticks, which is kind of a cool touch. Uh, the D-pad feels nice when I tried it out with Mario U. Um, 
what was I going to say? Yeah, it's much better, at least, than when I um, did the four face buttons when playing Mario World on the Super Nintendo app. That was, like, it's like night and day. But, yeah, really, the the biggie is it's almost it's almost too small. Like, I'd say on the good side, it makes for a very crisp screen. Like, even though it's the same resolution, Mario Kart 8 looked really sharp and vibrant because it's just pressed down and the pixels right. are compressed. Uh, but on the flip side, yeah, you can feel the smallness when playing. Like, to your hand cramp point, like, I sort of ran into the same issue with this because, like... Part of it might be that the regular Switch has spoiled me. Um, obviously, I'm just fine with things like the 3DS, and I love the Game Boy Micro, and those are small. But everything here almost felt, like, too small, kind of. Like, the face buttons are, like, these little beady things that almost feel really... Like, they, they're, like, hard-edged. Like, they feel almost crisp when you touch them. Like, you can feel, like, the rim on them, which I assume is they're so small that they're putting that texture there so you know where the edge of the button is. Right. But it's just kind of, like, this weird, like, sharpness to them, if that makes sense. And then the control sticks are a bit smaller, too. Um... But what really messed with me is my muscle memory kept trying to hold it like a normal switch, which obviously doesn't work because, again, this thing is really small. Um, so between that and, like, Best Buy security rope they put on the back of it, I couldn't really find a comfortable position where I could hold it in my hands and have my hands resting on or around every button for access like I could with a normal switch. I had to do basically a variant of your claw, Kevin, to play, and... It was not comfortable, and I could not reach all the buttons. And again, I think part of this is the security device on the back and that little tether, but a lot of it was also just, like, it's small. <laughs> and if, you know, if you're, like, my weird size issue aside, please don't quote that back to me that I said my weird size issue aside. But that aside, um, what playing with the Switch Lite confirmed to me is that I do not need one at all like unlike a ds Lite or a 3ds or a new ds this is non-upgrade this is non-improvement it's a sidestep like it's missing key features obviously you can't switch it there's no switching uh and it's it's very clearly a sidestep designed for a different audience or maybe a subset of switch owners who really like portable play like what you could have been kevin um and you know what for that it's great like there are gonna be people who love this thing it's the right size the right feel it's well built it's well made the screen looks great it's just nothing more than that and for that reason i almost feel like they need to bring the price down a little like 200 isn't bad but it turns out that nintendo themselves also kind of wants the price to be lower um i was seeing this article where i can't remember who it was i think it was gamma sutra had a summary of a wall street journal report but basically nintendo was hoping to get this thing under 200 to the point that they went out and found new battery suppliers. They did month-long back and forth with their current suppliers over individual tiny parts just to get this thing as cheap as possible because they realized, like, this is... If we want this thing to be mass appeal, we need to go big. and Or go home. Or go home. And the thing is, they really need to take that consideration. Well, they are taking consideration, but the reason I think they're really thinking about it or why I think they should go cheaper is they're not stopping with making games that won't fully work without detachable joy cons in the time since the switch Lite came out it's been three weeks in that time both ring fit adventure and brain age were announced both of them do not fully support the switch Lite. you need a joy con separate detached joy con to use either of them which you could buy and sync up but that's an added cost so like if Wait, Nintendo, which again? ring fit and brain age both won't work with the switch Lite as is because they need detachable joy wouldn't that be the same thing with super mario party yeah but my point is it's been three weeks since the switch Lite came out and in those three weeks Nintendo's still announcing stuff that the switch Lite can't even run mm. properly so like if they want to sell it for 200 i feel like you maybe don't want to announce the game you know what i mean like it's kind of a weird i think if they hit like 170 that'd be the sweet spot or 150 or 160 somewhere in that 100 
twenty dollars. I would buy one for twenty. Free. I would buy one of each color for twenty dollars. You would? Yeah. 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 Huh. Yeah. But no, it's just like it's that sort. Of, that's sort of the weird thing with it is like it is really nice, but it's also kind of like I, I just as I was playing, I was like, yeah, but the real Switch does so much more and is more comfortable. So, but it's a very nice system if you're only looking to get that and that alone. Just be aware that you're missing out on stuff. Um, I I should say. I can't attest to there are longer term issues going on and flukes and bugs and stuff. Apparently, um, obviously, this is a vocal minority in situations like this. But apparently, Joy-Con drift somehow exists in the Switch Lite, which I don't understand because they rebuilt the controls inside the unit. Like how I thought we were past this. I thought they already were putting the foam in the Joy Cons when you send them in, but here we are. And um, more perplexing, perhaps some people are reporting the D-pad does not reliably do corners. So if you do a diagonal move you have to like slam it down to really do it um i did not experience either of these things in my only 25 minutes but i feel like you know after saying it's great if you want something like this those are issues going on so just be mindful i assume nintendo's slowly going to fix them but i don't know between this and joy con drift it's just it's very un nintendo to have these issues in the first place they're usually known for very reliable sturdy ready for anything hardware but the switch they've been on shakier grounds like you could chuck a DS and like wherever and it would still work. The Game Boy, that Game Boy from the Iraq War that still runs is thing in Nintendo World. Like they or Nintendo New York, they are known for good stuff. And it just seems like with the Switch, they kind of know, man. Slide. I dropped my I dropped my NES because I accidentally stepped on the uh, the cord uh, for Duck Hunt. Yeah, broke my NES. Well, I, uh, I cried I, like a baby. How old were you at the time? I was probably three years old. Oh, I was kind of happy to say, it was last week. And I tripped, <laughs> I tripped over the cable. Hmm. Man, I was heartbroken. That does so was my dad. My dad spent a lot of money on that thing. Yeah. That was, how much were NES? That was also uh, like that, Was it the ago. action set or whatever that came with Rob? Probably. I think it was like... 300? No, it was either one something or 100. Yeah, in, in like ninety seven bucks. So with inflation, in what would bucks. that be today? The NES was in the eighties. No, yeah, I wasn't born in the eighties. <laughs> right. My dad got me an NES. Oh, in like the nineties. Yes. Oh, 90s. yeah. I just pieced that together. Yeah. yeah, we were five when the Super Nintendo came out, which would make him four, though. So, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That um, would make me three. No, it'd make me two. Oh wait, whoa, whoa! You'd make you one. <laughs> Blast off! <laughs> <laughs> I just realized I thought you were you were younger than us, but you're four years younger. Yeah, because I remember I was five when I got my Super Nintendo. Wait, no, I got my Super Nintendo when Donkey Kong Country came out because I got the bundle with the DK nice art and everything, which means I got it. I'm assuming pretty late because I mean by then Mario World and Mario World was out way before yeah. that. You got what came out in oh your internet's not working. Guess we will never know. Well, it's working for me. Oh, there it goes. It lagged for some reason. Maybe my computer's not working. Um, I was going to be all slick and be like, you got when it. Did the so 1994 play? is when the game came out. I imagine the bundle is either 94 or 95. That makes sense because Elvis was one year old. So and you were five, it. right? So that'd be 94. Yeah, there you go. Right. Anyway. Um, I remember having to share the console with him as a one year old. I never had to do that because I have no he siblings. I had to watch as he would just have Donkey Kong walk off a ledge without jumping or anything. How'd you fun. control your rage? How'd um, you hold storming it off, you know, throwing tantrums, that kind of stuff. Do you do tantrums over Donkey Kong? I don't know, I was little. What a true Nintendo I, fan. I, I had to share my, my console with the kid that like, he's just going to kill my monkeys and my Donkey Kongs and everything. But Gorillas. Yeah. But, okay. Uh, I I'm like correcting play, a four-year-old, yes. I like to play as Diddy, so... <laughs> oh, then Monkey, yeah. 
Anyway, yeah, so I don't know what's going on with the Switch Lite's um, long-term hardware prospects, but it's it's nice for 25 minutes, I'll tell you, you that. They call him, they refer to him as a chimp, but he has a tail. So it's different. He shouldn't have a tail. Yeah, also... He's, he's um, probably he, more of a spider monkey, if anything. But he like, also, like, has an evil crocodile that wears a crown coming after him, and he has some sort of eye problem, the, cro- the crocodile. And his, his older relative is a gorilla, even though they're related, and he wears a tie. So I wouldn't take too much of this as... Yeah, but Gospel. everything you just said wasn't really anything, like, I mean, that's just... Scientifically wrong, except that Diddy and DK are somehow related. No, they never really say they're related. That's true, they're just buddies. Yeah, You're they right. say they're You're buddies. Right. My, my All right, fine, is, here's one. My thing is Candy like, Kong like, is not anatomically correct. No, she's not. <laughs> <laughs> my thing is just like, I mean, yeah, if you make an anthropomorphic, like, dog well, yeah, character, yeah. then it doesn't matter what you do. Like, if you say he's a German shepherd, sure, you make him look like a German shepherd. Yeah, your concern is they said he's one, but man, Yeah, they're saying he's a chimpanzee, but he's not a chimpanzee. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. I mean, Kinky Roll could look how he looks. I mean, I don't know if he's more, if they prefer another crocodile or an alligator, but whatever. You want to know another weird thing? Semantics. Speaking of, sem- well, not semantics, but you know another weird thing around, uh, this is totally, like, I'm pretending you didn't even say that for some reason. Switch Lite. There's one other weird thing I wanted to bring up. Oh, boy. So the, Here we go. It's, it's a weird, like, the Switch Lite has a lot of weird narratives around it, honestly. Like, so the other thing that came out, besides the stuff not working for some people, is, um, it's sales numbers or the, so oh God. no 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 it's not no. the actual no it's not the oh. actual sales number here's what's crazy there's an analyst I you follow promise. on Twitter that's, that's not what I was worried about there's an as a, <laughs> there's an analyst I follow on Twitter named uh, Sirkin Toto I think and he noticed that these various firms like City were essentially overinflating their expectations of the Switch Lite's launch perf- in order to drop Nintendo's stock and buy it for cheap so those mother right so no but it's just funny because like there's always stories about how the switch Lite did not do well in japan but it did fine what happened is city found um that the numbers were soft because it only sold only sold 114,000 versus their projection of 300,000 and the thing is 300,000 is what the switch in its original form on launch week sold why would an iterative version that city themselves says is for a casual audience that will buy it more over time, including during the holidays, going to outsell the one that took a week? That was the big hyped one. And then Bloomberg ran with it and put in their like little stock investor console, like, oh, switch sales are, or switch light sales are soft. And Nintendo stock went down to the lowest point it's been in four months over this. And then someone snatched up the, the shares, and then of course then the correction came out and it went back up. So, Nintendo's not immune to stock manipulation. Nintendo's a publicly traded company in Japan. Yep. Oh, in Japan. Or well, no, I gotcha. guess uh, I guess here too. It's uh, N N T. It ends in a Y. It's N D O Y. I think. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I just thought that was kind of a bizarro thing that was happening around the Switch Lite because it, like it does change an era. Like you know, media sites were like, "Oh, the Switch Lite's a disappointment." It's like, nah, City just made up a number and then couldn't back it. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, the 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 whole it's hard to control thing though is a nice dovetail into our next topic, which is the warm up debate. Before we get to our big Mario debate, we got a warm up debate. This is an angel. So I finally got around to playing Shantae and. The oh, Pirates I'm sorry, Pirates. I almost forgot about that. Yes, yes, Shantae. Sorry. Oh, so this I... game came out four years ago, and around that time, I was definitely like, like on a on a pretty like big like. Shantae hype train because I had replayed Risky's Revenge was really great 100% it then I played I love how I just launched right in <laughs> I mean why not yeah and I mean this one like after having played it and also like I don't know this one actually wasn't a hassle to 100% like usually it's like I'll beat the game and then let's go back and do it but this one 
the game, or I guess the way the world was designed, made it easy to do both simultaneously, like, in one go. Uh-huh. Like, there is a ton of backtracking, but that's kind of what Shantae's are all about. They're pretty much, like... They're Metroid- Metroidvanias. Yeah, they're Metroidvanias, but... I don't know. It, it always annoys me that... I mean, this is something that the series does that I just kind of put up with. And... Whoops! That was premature. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was supposed to happen so early. <laughs> but, um... We won't tell anyone. <laughs> oh, that, but, that obviously came through the audio, so... Like, I'm curious what that was. Uh, you'll, you'll know. Okay. Don't tell them! Just... But anyway, what um... Did you, what did you say? So, stop interrupting. Um... Yeah, something that just like, kind of annoys me that games tend to do in general. To me, it just feels like filler. Um, a lot of the reasons they have you backtrack is like you have a character that's just like, oh, he won't move because I'm missing this. And then you have to go look for that thing. But then you find this other person that's looking for this other thing. And then you eventually find this other unrelated thing. You show it to this other person. And that person gives you an item that you get to the other person. Then you get that other person to an item that you get to the other person. That's pretty much all of Shantae. Video games. <laughs> yeah, and... Like, those fetch quests, like, are okay when it's, like, one or two separated, but a lot of these feel, like, very redundant. Like, especially when the item is, like, one or two screens away, and it's, like, why did I even have to do that? Like, this game also has, like, two instances of, like, these puzzles that I tend to just find also, like, not clever. They're just, they just feel like time wasters. It's, like, you have a bunch of buttons, and you're pretty much just hitting them so that you could have, like, an elevator aligned. Like, you could figure out, I guess, like, which button does what for the elevator, but I'm pretty sure I ended up solving it faster than I would have actually tried to solve it the right <laughs> way. Just, like, by randomly, like, hitting the button, just, like, okay, this one resets it. Okay, I guess I wanted mm-hmm. this one, but... I mean, besides that, like, it's really nice seeing sprite work. I feel like I definitely prefer Shantae in the sprite mode than I do in the new Flash animated mode. This one's sprites with animated cutscenes, right? No, there, there, there's no. The next, there's, oh, there's, Shantae Five's one with the animated cutscene. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Well, this is starting not with Hefty and Hero, they started going all like traditionally drawn. Right. Which like is great on paper. Oh, literally, but um. I see. What they, you did there. but they That's do. A good one. But they That's do. Pretty good. That's very but good. they do a combination of um, like hand drawn and flash. So it's not right. like full on cuphead. It's like we'll draw a few frames and then just like slide them around to get the in between. Then it, I mean it gets the job done, but. It's never going to look as appealing as fully traditional animation or pixel animation. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know, it just looks more fluid. And for some reason, somehow the characters have, feel like they have more character in this than they do in the later ones. But I don't know. I think it's just like you're working with the limitations. So it just, I don't know, they end up coming out more appealing. And I mean, that's the last thing I want to bring up was I just thought it was interesting coming in that. This game starts with Shantae not having any powers whatsoever, so there's no dancing, there's no transformation, there's no anything. Yep. You're just using pirate gear. So you you have a gun, you have a hat that lets you hover, you pretty much have like these this cannon that you can shoot downward for like upward mobility. Like mm-hmm. I know, it ended up being super fun to control her that way and so much more streamlined because you don't ever have to stop to dance. Right. That it kinda of made me go like, Oh man, I think I kinda of prefer this over the dancing, even though that's kinda of what Shantae built around. Her, yeah, yeah, built around. But, I mean, I did play Half Genie Hero, I mean, after having played some of these sprite ones, and, I mean, there are some abilities there that let you speed up the dancing, but nothing really beats just instant, you know, action. So, yeah. It's a really fun game. I'm glad I revisited it, mainly just because the 3DS, I finally found it, and I charged it, and I'm like, oh, what games do I have on That's here? how you're able to so quickly get Pokedex 3D out earlier. 
I was like, you don't have your 3DS at the ready, but nah, I get yeah, why. Yeah, so I was um, finishing up. Well, I finished that game, and I'm like just about done with Donkey Kong Country 2 again for like the eighth time. That's what I was hearing. I, oh. when, it, when, it, when it was on the Discord with, with Elvis, oh, yeah. I was oh, like, yeah. is your brother playing Donkey Kong? <laughs> and, oh, yeah. and then we were talking about... Is that two or three? That's definitely not one. You might have heard. He like, doesn't like, three. like You might have heard the. Two, you so. might have heard the monkeys singing at some point with the levels. Speaking of which, did you see that blog for Link's Awakening uh, with the sound director, who apparently at one point one of the versions of the toy music they did for the new Link's Awakening was a choir of little like Munchkin people singing the Zelda theme. There's an MP3 of this on the internet. It's on the official Zelda website. It is. On the internet, something to behold. It <laughs> is. I, I kind of want to find it actually, but it's it's magical. Yeah, so it, not to say for the right reason, but no. <laughs> let's see if I can find it. Yeah, so, so that's Shantae. Yeah. Another good entry in the series. Looking. Wait, is the fifth one out on Switch yet? I know it's out on Apple Arcade. But it's, uh, it's on Apple so Arcade. Like, it is not yet on Switch. Yeah, I'm just like, I think they. Like, I think they money had it. As the term goes, or they probably help with the development costs. But mm. I see. Yeah, but it, uh, oh, here we go, here we go. So the music composer, uh, it's loading. But the music composer, let me get the sound on here. We don't often do music, so this is a special treat. You guys ready for this? Are you guys ready for this? Yes, we're ready. Here we go. Is this the right one? Is this what they were going to use in the game? Yes. This was one idea they had. I'm glad they didn't. It reminds me of Yoshi's <laughs> story, actually. Yeah, it's it's very Yoshi's. I mean, it kind of fits the aesthetic. I don't want you to put it louder. Like, Oh, I, I do. <laughs> this is like when you had the toad Like, that part's singing. fine. Yeah, I can't. One, no, like, I would have. Oh, not, I don't would make me start playing this on the uh-huh. podcast. Have we ever played that on the podcast? Um, I want to say you did, because I don't see how you wouldn't. Ugh, I mean, I've got to pull it up right now. This this podcast is off the rails, if I'm really pulling this up right now. Uh, lucky for you, I don't think I can find it. Oh, no. Darn. Darn, we're just got to move on to our debate of, uh, the warm-up debate. That's Angel had the idea of, we should talk about which control... Ah! Aha! We that's have so many sound down. effects. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what, what went early. Yeah. <laughs> By accident. As I was trying to open my phone. But yeah, um, Andrew had the idea of before we get to the main debate, we need to have a warm-up. And what better thing to warm-up than when the hot-button issue of what is the best controller in gaming? I don't think we gaming. need to warm-up anymore, so we already did a few... You want to just skip right over it? Because now I brought it up. Now we have to talk about it. Maybe we don't call it a warm-up, but we have All to right. We have to bring it up. So I don't know who wants to go first here, but someone should. Uh, I'll go first. The reason why Sonic Adventure 2 battle <laughs> is... No, I'm kidding. But... Uh, Chow Garden. And that's all I'm going to say. I would drop the mic, but that'd be bad for the audio, so. So, you know what we'll do instead? I found it. It's Toad singing one up. For it. Jump up superstar, I mean. Oh, that's so terrible. It's the best thing ever. Larry just wasting people's time right now. It's great. Wow. That doesn't even sound like Toad. Oh, sounds it's, like it's, if Toad smoked twenty packs of cigarettes. <laughs> that's what Toad sounds like. That's what Toad years. sounds like now. Well, he's the so he's the line Toad mascot from um line line <laughs> yeah from line. You know how like Nintendo? I don't know if you know in Japan, Nintendo has the official line account hosted by this Toad, and they put him in different situations like singing the song or dressing up as other characters. And 
Anyway, so <laughs> controllers. How about them controllers? Um, who wants to go first? Angel, it's your thing. You go first. I was strictly uh, any going... controller. What is the best controller in video games? Oh man, uh, I guess this one on top, top, top of my head. I guess uh... top of your head. We talked about this like three days ago. You had thoughts at the time. I don't know, like. I don't know, for me, somewhere between like the the controller Pro and the DualShock Four. I just really like both of those. Like immediately, super comfy. I mean, I have a bunch of features, but I don't know. I mean, they just comfort. Like I've never had literally any issues with either of them. Like they were like adaptive adaptability. Oh no, I mean re- really easy to adapt to. I don't know. It's just really like both of those controllers. Just how they feel in the hand. I mean, that's the most important part, right? Depends on how you define best. We didn't specify. Because I am going to get so much crap for this. I would say the Wii Remote and Nunchuck. Here's why. It does all the things Nora Controller does. It lets you lounge your hands. <laughs> what? You just unplug his mic there. Yeah, no. It's, now, let me... Now, I should back up. Uh, for Okay, so it does all things... Jack of all trades, master of none. But it does them good enough... In the sense of, like, I was fine playing Good enough it. is your best... <laughs> no, no. your here's, best controller? No. Good here's, enough? No, here's my point. It's acceptable yeah, in everything. No, here's my point. Okay. It did... Like, okay, frankly, when we moved away from the Wii, I was happy to be back with the controller I could hold between... My, like, the Switch, I was like, oh, cool, I can hold two Joy-Cons in a holder, that's great. But I liked what the Wiimote did and Nunchuck because it allowed for all sorts of different things to happen along with the standard stuff. Was it necessarily the absolute pinnacle of experiencing anyone? Yeah, but does that make it the best? Does that objectively make it the best controller? I say it makes it the best because it allowed for the most types of experiences to be had. Yeah, and then some of those experiences were broken. Skyward Sword. Oh yeah, there were a lot of horrible experiences that came out. But that's just not using the controller well or trying to build things that are, it can't be it is responsible for it's responsible that, yeah. for like ninety percent of shovelware on that system. <laughs> That's true. That's true. It did create a whole new yeah. It was like not just I mean shovelware. But think been about a like thing, how satisfying it was. It played, created like, a market that made ET on the Atari twenty six hundred jealous. <laughs> <laughs> Listen again. <laughs> he turned into a ghoul. <laughs> he turned into a weird ghoul over there. No, I did say again like. It, every controller can do a good or a bad thing. What I'm saying is that it allowed for... It had more versatility and more options and more things you could do with it than any other controller while still being able to do the things that you do. Like, Metro Prime 3 was great with it. Like, Mario Galaxy Alter was waggle and it was fine. It felt fine to play that game. There's no, like, weird, like, I'd rather have a DualShock or I'd rather have a Pro Controller. Like, it, it did everything and more. And I'm not, necessarily, it was, I'm not necessarily saying it was the most comfortable... But it allowed for the most types of game experiences. And at the end of the day, that's what controllers are I mean, supposed to do is let you control things. So more options, more see, ways to control things. This is where, like, deciding a best gets, like, really yeah. very sick. Then it, it, Again, it, this was your it, topic. It, no, I know. I know. But, it, <laughs> yeah. it, it, I mean, and, and I'm sure, like, this may come out, like, in the Marvel world. Like, it just comes up how you define it. Like, yeah. what do you define as, like, the best? Like, oh, is it the cultural impact? And, oh, okay, obviously it's going to be this. Or do you look at it in... Like a smaller vacuum, like you, you just look at the game as it is as you're playing it. No and controller. Just, We're not at Mario World. Hold or, or, that talking or, 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 point. Fine, hold just, that fine. talking point. You just hold the controller in your hand. You're like, yeah. all right, am I enjoying this controller? Is it fun to play with? Is it giving me like cramps after a while? Like the Wiimote never did because you could hold your arms like as far yeah. apart as humanly possible. Yeah. Until the if the game allows, some games made you use just the just the Wiimote myself sideways. Yeah. And plenty of my friends in college had plenty of issues like playing with that controller sideways. Like they, some of them couldn't even like do it for like more than a couple of like. 
level. Right. So like, I, I hear you. I'll admit I mean, maybe like, I picked you, wrong. I mean, no, I mean like I will GameCube. say like, like like that that <laughs> is a great like no one can deny like the impact it had and the contribution it made to gaming in general. Yeah. But I feel like that doesn't necessarily make it the best controller. But that's also like I guess what I would say. And I feel like Kevin was also in agreement that that doesn't yeah, mean make no, it that's the best. fine. I I I uh, concede. That maybe uh, Wii is not the answer, and I will hmm. go GameCube. And you know how I know GameCube's a good one? Because they still use it today. They do in Smash, some people. Yeah, and that controller just, like, they couldn't figure out anything better. So just, it's the only controller that hasn't been iterated that is still going. Yeah. kind of crazy. Which actually says a lot, because that means it just works. Yeah, but I, I mean, remember when, when they first... you kind of say the same thing about the DualShock Oh, it has a touchpad now. No, I know, but, like, <laughs> I mean... The shape has pretty much stayed almost exactly the same. They've pretty much just added yeah. things that came out of necessity. I mean, like, the first PS1 controller predated the GameCube, and, I mean, they never felt the reason to change. They just added the first the two analog sticks, then they pretty much just added well, the, the very touchpad, first... and that's pretty much it. Yeah, the first one didn't have any of that. Yeah, but that wasn't a dual shock, I guess. That was just a shock? Single shock? Solo <laughs> shock? I don't think it had an official name. I think it was just... Uh, yeah, like, yeah. First, yeah. First, it was a, I mean, the shape, it pretty much stayed exactly the same. Yeah. It was only from yeah. PS3 to PS4 that it actually have some more changes like aesthetically you know what does wrong though and it even has like the bumpers from i mean the gamecube i don't know it's, it's you know what does wrong it's sure like they it has a lot of stuff if that... it ain't broke don't like why fix it yeah, yeah. It's, i can't it's say the most symmetrical one. sticks is what you're gonna say no the oh. problem it has well that too the one i was gonna bring up is they call the x button the cross button like fools oh it's the x button yeah but like the That's... dudes the, it makes the dude, sense in the context but the dude that created Gifs, gifs, G, hard G. He said that it was GIF. No one calls it. GIF. I know. No one calls I know. It GIF. You know what? You know what's funny? That, that, like, that is a non-issue. I'm just yeah. saying. It is the, it I'm is just the saying it doesn't insert. help. But yeah, no, the, the you, symmetrical sticks. You know what? I like the asymmetrical. What better. I find interesting, like for as many just, years, just put it like on its side. <laughs> yeah. you just play like this. Like, for as many years, right? I, like I've always like you know like been Nintendo fans, blah blah. Had Nintendo controllers. The PlayStation controller was the only one I never got confused with. The button location. Like, it always was clear to me, okay, X is always, like, accept, circle is back. I think you mean cross. Whatever. So, <laughs> Just unplug his mic, I told you. <laughs> so, like, but whenever I play on the Xbox, like, even when I was playing Banjo, it always throws me out. Like, I always keep wanting to press, like, A for back, but it's where the B is, and, like, yeah, for whatever yeah. reason, like, when I hold the PlayStation controller, like, it instantly, like, you know. Muscle I'm, memory. I mean, circles and crosses are, like, universally, like, yeah. Yeah. Like, this, this yeah, yeah, yeah. does work. Yeah. I guess, actually, well, Xbox just kind of messes it up by making it less. Yeah, Microsoft so, just had to be different. Yeah. I mean, Sony ended up being really different, but... I well, mean, it's interesting because Microsoft... Microsoft had, so to Microsoft, use, mirrored, Microsoft had to use what other controls were already... Microsoft using. mirrored the button placement of Circle and X. It did, but, but for some reason it throws me it off. It did even the though, A and B of Nintendo, so you're stuck with this weird other thing yeah. that's a half and half that just feels wrong. I know, and switching between, like, these three consoles, like, in the last month is definitely... Oh, yeah, definitely you're, you're borrowing the Xbox One right now, right? Yeah. 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 All right, well, that debate sort of... Wait, that... did you have one? Yeah, well, yeah that's fine. I didn't want to be part of this conversation anyways. I, I, well, it got quiet, so I thought it was over. I thought you were siding with him on DualShock for some reason. Uh, no. Uh, as much as I'm a... Not the Dreamcast. I'm a primarily a, a PlayStation... <laughs> well... The VMU of like, the Dreamcast. Like, the console-wise, I was primarily a precision <laughs> trick no, question the, argue, the 3ds because it's also a controller <laughs> i would argue that the switch pro controller is probably the best controller that it is comfy it's i think that's mainly the reason the the comfort factor 
probably. I mean, first and foremost, I would say like for a controller, like is it comfy? And can Guys, you, you can't outside? lounge with a pro controller. Like you can lounge with a Wii and You can. You can sprawl. It won't be as comfy, but you can. Not People really. have been doing it for decades. Maybe you, you just don't know how. The same <laughs> way. also take batteries. Like I feel like a person oh. whenever I have to switch. I had rechargeable batteries in mind, so you still have to take out batteries <laughs> and put some brand new ones. This in. is I true, like and 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 my my rechargeables exploded at one point. <laughs> <laughs> So, but oh, you're right. You're right. But, the, the, no, guys, the, the, guys. For a year though, they were great. Anyway, continue. Also, like how the Wiimote fixed itself by giving you the classic controller pro. Like, oh, you're tired of using this thing? Just use a normal controller. Again, <laughs> it's the definition of best. I admit, I might have gone out on a limb with that one. Uh, and I came back around to GameCube. Switch Pro controller also uses a USB C. Oh, Thank yeah. God true. that they didn't go mini. Or micro, whatever, whatever it's called. I'm, I'm so done with that cable. I'm done. You hear me? Sony just announced that the that the DualShock Five is going to be USB C, and yeah. I could not thank God enough. I was it's still going to be micro. micro. You know what's you know what's funny about that? I would have lost. I would have lost it if they said that it was still micro. You know, you know what's funny about the whole PlayStation I would, Five I, unveil? I would not have bought a PlayStation Five if they went micro again. I'm done with that cable. I'm done. You hear me? I, who's supposed to be responding to the, you? Hear me? I don't know. But... <laughs> I was gonna say that. Um, I guess current. You know what's insane about the PlayStation Five? Unveil? Not insane, but I thought it was kind of funny. So they open it, and um, the new guy in charge of Sony's video game division—I forgot his name. The, uh, Jim Ryan. No, Jim yeah, Ryan, Jim Ryan. Not the dude there. with he's the big like, head. Jim Ryan's been there. Sean for Layden. Him. He's gone. Jim Jim Ryan. Um, yeah, he he was like, oh, it's so nice to lift this burden off my shoulders of telling you it's called the PlayStation Five, and I'm like. What else would it be called? Like, no one's thinking it's not called the PlayStation uh, 5. Are you sure that wasn't a joke? There's, all, there's always... Sent, maybe. But there's always rumors that the next PlayStation will just be called the PlayStation the same way that... Xbox will be Xbox. The Xbox, yeah, but no, I doubt that the next no. Xbox... It, it, the most they would Xbox. do is stylize it as PSV instead of PS5. Just because the V for Roman numerals. No, but but even but then they wouldn't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vita. yeah. They should have just called it another word for... Rest in peace, Vita. <laughs> I wish they just Still named the boy. new PlayStation... Some other word that means life in a different language. Revolution, just take the Nintendo. Yeah, just to, I mean they take everything else. Am I right? But wow. uh, anyway, I'm just kidding. Anyways, uh, the Pro Controller for the Switch definitely tied for the Xbox 360 controller. Hmm. I thought that Microsoft did a huge step backwards with the Xbox One controller. The I do not. Cool, I do though. not like that controller. Really, really. I do not like the the concave. What's different about it. The sticks uh, are the concave. Sticks, the sticks are the sticks a different are not concave, great. Are a different like concave. Mm, like this, this one is just like straight down. Oh, the other ones were were more rounded. Mm. I love that 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 was like super. They, they assume your thumb is like a triangle or something. Yeah, like your fingerprint, your pad on your thumb, which it's uh, not. <laughs> the the R one, L one, which are bumpers, whatever. I, I hate how Microsoft. I hate Microsoft's terminology <laughs> for their controllers. It's, it's so dumb, but the ones. The ones on the Xbox One, oh, no, just on the Xbox One controller are too oh, wow. big. I forgot for the me. One X was a thing. Oh, they're just too big. Yeah, I just <laughs> thought they took a major step backwards. The the Xbox Three Sixty controller, I think it, it's it also just awesome. looks really nice. It looks so yeah. like smooth and yeah, shaped a, well, and really comfortable. Coming can, from the first one, it's too? like the, wow. yeah, what a what an evolution. It's like what a revolution. It connects to a computer real really easily. <laughs> like Dual Shocks are a mission sometimes to connect to a PC. Uh, just a Didn't mission. they just make an update to make it easier? I want and to... they took away Facebook for now. 
Because I want to say Apple's, like, the, the newest update, like... Oh, iOS 13 oh, supports well, DualShocks and Xbox yeah, controllers. Yeah, oh, to the point... That's right, that's the Mac yeah. and... To the point that you can PC go thing. buy an Xbox controller at the Apple store now. They're selling them. But not DualShocks. Yeah, only I, wonder, Xbox. I wonder if they will sell DualShocks. That's, that's besides getting to the point. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that, uh, like, drags down the Xbox 360 controller... Uh, compared to uh, like the Switch Pro controller, is that it still uses micro <laughs> USB? I am done. I am done with that. I'm over it. <laughs> Wait, the Xbox did also use batteries, didn't it? It did. Remember when you were chewing me out about the Wiimote? I remember. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you have to like take out the compartment on the back, but PS2 and 3 already had. No. Kevin, you could have shared in a communal experience of batteries exploding no, yeah, in your controller. Well, no, no, no. Well, yeah, but like, could, I, I only ever used like those controllers on on like a computer, so yeah. I didn't need I didn't need a do it often. Yeah, to do mm. it often. Okay. Huh. We got a mic drop at least. That's pretty exciting. I'm done <laughs> with that. Okay, I'm done. Micro we'll be sure USB to let the USB alliance USB. know. This thing uses mini USB. You and that's I, why you just threw it on the table. I cannot find yeah a single microphone. To replace my old mic that doesn't that uses uh, USB C. There's not a single microphone out there. You know how hard I looked. I didn't look that very, like very. I was gonna hard. say it was like it was about twenty minutes. But uh, yeah, I am done with. You this looked cables. less time than I spent with the Switch Lite in a random Best Buy. That's see, you need to spend more time in Best Buys. That's the. Takeaway. I am just done with these cables. I just <laughs> want everything to be USB C or uh, Lightning. And guess what? Lightning's also apparently out of the door next year. Paying out supposedly. Supposedly. USB-C. I got like I got like five lightning cables that I just don't know what to do with now. I like lightning. Lightning's fine. Goddamn micro USB, <laughs> I'm done. Yeah, so um how about that Mario world? <laughs> I don't know where we go from there. Except um I hope the USB alliance is listening and taking notes because you don't want to lose him. If you lose him, you only have the other Seven billion people. So, opening statements, I guess. Um, well, hold on. Let, let's set the stage here. So, if it's point of contention, no oh, wait. I need to set the stage first. No, no. Actually, you are the fine. ref. You set the stage. In this corner, we have the sexiest Salado. Angel. So, that's just be like you're like oh, yeah. Sexy In the other first. corner, we have Jason. Just, just Jason. Yep, just me. Um, now, what are we actually debating? Because it's not like we didn't know what we were... I thought we were debating if it's the best Mario. I think, like, the all-time best. And you seem to be thinking it's the all-time best game ever. Which I'll say... But that through... was my argument. I don't know what your argument was, but I think mine was the, the best Mario. Both, I guess. Okay, then good. My points still work. Okay, um, Bell, please. Oh, man. Oh, uh, yeah, don't like Hold on. Hold on. Uh, dead air? Keep the re- the dead I'll air do the wrestling one. Bell one. Okay, oh, so who goes first? How does this work? I'll, let you, really I'll, let, you, I'll let you go first. Well, why am I? Okay, so um, you know why hurt. it's the best Mario? Here's why it's the best Mario. It's in the name. The reason Mario World's the best Mario or is the world. Is Super Mario the best. <laughs> no, no, already lost me, and I'm on your it's, side. It's in the name World. It is the one 2D Mario that feels the most like a fully realized, self-contained, open world you can explore. Oh, it's quite possibly... You're already going down a bad route. No. I don't know where you're going You'll with see. this. And I'm it's... the one that loves this game. No, <laughs> listen. It's the most expansive Mario game. And what's cool is because of that, it feels non-linear. There are more secret exits, triple exits, 
different ways to get around to stages, different paths to take to stages. You are overselling this, man. There is no, there is <laughs> more. Having just played it, I know you just I know, did it too. I did too. There I know, is more. And, and I'm telling you, you're, you're no, because like okay, so the the, the the closest you can get to it is Mario U, right? Like in terms of similarities, Mario U, Mario World, right? That we've you've admitted that on the show before. Like their sure. Mario U is the new version of Mario World in a way. Mario U has less secrets. Mario U, if you go do like a level jump, you know, like you like sort bypass worlds to go wherever they shoot you in a cannon and you're done. In Mario World, you go to a whole other world and you get these special stages in that world to get between the levels. Like there's like everything you do, there's just more to explore and there's different paths to take and you can go beat the game in five minutes or you can go through every single secret. You can and beat see it in only... an hour. No. Yeah. That's not true. Yeah. You got every single level in an hour. No, not me, but I've seen it done. Sure, but that's true for any game. You could speed run. Yeah, yeah. No, that's no. a weird counterpoint. Like I said, I, yeah, no, I, yeah, but I mean, wait, 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 wait. And not you know oh, how much geez. it hurts me to give it to this guy. Oh. And not only that, but like, are we? Is a game's goodness judged by its completion time? Oh no, definitely not. So that's a weird. Anyway, my point is, there's like you can go and only do the main levels and go through the game and just have it be a linear Mario experience, or you could go find the other colored Yoshi's. I. When I played through it again, forgot there were other colored, colored Yoshis because that's just going through the main thing. And I actually went back. It's like, oh, right, there's the yellow one, the blue one. The, and, like, they're only in these little, like, nips and, like, tucked away in little areas. There's, yeah, you can go through the whole game. With no, that's not that's what, that's what, Hold on, hold on. Before, what? Let's bring this back. Did you finish the game? Yeah. I tweeted a screenshot of the end screen. Yeah, it took them two days. Okay. Well, two days of two days of playing. Okay, yeah. I just I just didn't know. Oh yeah, yeah, I finished it before the debate. I went yeah. through the whole game. I did not do every single level. I did not do the, the no, special no. zone. But there's another example. How many Mario games have like now as a whole? I mean, I know they do the whole like there's a second thing, but like there's so many things to do, and then there's the Star Road, and then there's the special zone, and it's just like and none of it has to happen in a specific order. None of it's just like a normal Mario. It's all the stuff, all the good stuff you get in Mario. But free of some of the linearity of those Mario games. You can actually kind of do your own thing. So it's a little more like open-ended. And the secrets are a little better. Because some levels have multiple secret exits. Not just one. Like old other Mario games. Hmm. Basically, it's all the cool stuff with Mario. But with like more like a free-form take on it. That's my pitch. And no other Mario game has done it quite to that extent. Mario, U came close. But... That's your opening statement? Or is that your entire debate? <laughs> <laughs> That's just my thought on why it's the best Mario of the So bunch. that's the whole thing, then? No. No, that's just my thought on that. Okay. That was my, I guess, opener. I didn't know if this was a formal debate or not, but that's kind of my I mean, main, I don't even that's know my main pitch. I've never, done, I've never actually done, like... I thought we were just going to go back and forth and just talk about it. But yeah, I, was, I, uh, I took... I took debate in the in community college. I was there for one day, and I said, not for me, I'm yeah, out. That's why, yeah, I, like, that's why I'm glad class. we didn't call this episode The Great Debate, because it's not a formal debate. It's more of a like we're talking about. But that's kind of my main crux of it, is the reason Mario World's better than the other Marios, which are all very good, because it does what all the other Marios do as well, but then it kind of lets you go do your own thing within that structure in a way that other Marios do not. Like Mario 3, you have the warp whistle. You don't get special levels. Like Mario U, you just shoot to the new spot. You don't get special levels in between the spots. Like all this stuff is just like other ways to explore the world. So, no other Mario's I, I, I know. I agree with actually a lot that you said. Wow. Like, like yeah, like, it does have this, like, illusion of, like, freeformness. Illusion. Yeah. Illusion. So, like, I mean, like, yeah, like, yeah, you sure, like, oh, cool, I found a secret exit. Oh, cool, now there's, like, another level over here. Like, it's not, everything you said, like, isn't as, granted, you're making it out to seem. Because when you play the game, like, it's, I don't know, I would say none of that matters if it's not as fun. 
And like, sure. Why do you find it not as fun? Because there's no like sense of growth or like, I wouldn't even say like accomplishment. Like the further you get onto the game, like the levels, they're designed in such a way that I feel like anyone could beat it. It's like the basically the most um, approachable. Well, hold on. Why do you say that? Have you? I mean, you Why? Played. Well, I, first, I, sure. I, mean, I mean, first of all, you're well, like okay. Fine. Question number first one: of all, you Are you it. saying <laughs> Are you saying that because you were using the Super Nintendo Absolute Rewind to undo your errors? Because that is a way you could do it and be it no matter what. You know what I'm talking about? You could undo at any time. You just undo. Yeah, and, and I going. rarely had to do that if at all. Okay. Like I'm, I did it a ton. I, I did. Like, I did a decent amount. But it was more because of like stupid errors and that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like oh, oh, oh yeah. I missed time. Just jump. No, yeah, like. Like, having played this one, and I played through most of Mario 3, like, in anticipation for this, I played through a lot of... Like, no, I beat Mario 1 in anticipation for this. I pretty, I pretty much, like, touched almost every single Mario game before this debate. I even went back to Mario U, and to Mario Wii, and to Mario DS. Okay. Just, like, to actually see, like, alright, like, is, are these, like, as... Are the levels, like, as fun as I remember them being? And Mario World just has, like, the most bland levels of all of them. Like, the level designs are just so, like, simplistic. It, it literally feels like... Every level, for the most part, feels like some of the first couple levels you would get in an intro to Mario Maker course. Like, a lot of things are just kind of haphazardly put on there, and you're just kind of... I don't know, there's no real sense of, like, challenge, like... or Actually, sense of progression, there we go. That's the word I was looking for. Like, the further I went to the game, the more I thought, like, okay, cool. The levels are going to get, like, way more complex or a lot crazier, and they never really did. They always just kind of had the sameness to them. And that really, like, kind of started to kind of bum me out a little. Like, whoa, wow, I thought... Even the variety, like, there's very little variety in the levels. Like, there's, like... How about that one? I, I, I was with you that. on the first I, half. I, I, yeah, you I lost just, me on the second. I understood where you were going with that. No, thing, like, like... And then you started... No, like, swerve. well, fine. I guess I'm... Well, I, I guess I'm kind of repeating. Like, there's, like, very little variety in, like, the gameplay elements. Like, when you're in... Uh, all the Yoshis, if you choose to get them, have some variety yeah, but then, but, Yeah, but I could also say that about, like, the other Mario games. And... Wait, what? I mean, I could also say that about Mario U. I, wh- Which what I, are you saying? Is it good or bad what you're saying? I'm saying it's bad. Like, this game, like, the further you go along, like, the levels, like, don't build on... I, f- they f- I feel like, from what I played, they don't build on anything you've previously learned. They just keep, like... They just keep the same note. Like, from the beginning to the end, like, the difficulty is the same. Which could be fine for a lot of people. Like, if you have a very approachable game, anyone could play it, that's great. But every other Mario game, like, has at least... At least, like, the ones that I really like. Mario 3, Mario Wii, Mario U, Mario especially Mario 3 and even Mario 1, they do have, like, the slow ramp from, like, the levels start pretty easy and then they get harder and harder and harder. Until I feel like that ramp is there in the world. It definitely wasn't. A little. Especially... The platform definitely gets more, like... Like, the, the, the levels more. that get maybe, <laughs> if anything, like, more difficult, but even then, I still would say they don't. Because I replayed a so, lot of... So, let me ask you this. How much of it, in your mind, it can be rooted back to the fact that we're talking about a game where you have to go find, discover things. Like a game where you're in more freeform. So basically you're taking the path of least resistance versus trying to get all the Yoshi coins versus trying to go find the blue Yoshi versus trying to get all the uh, Switch palaces versus all that. Like, are you just going so, through the rote thing? Because that's what's different about world versus you versus but I mean, does three that make versus it one. Though? Well, it doesn't necessarily make it I mean, worse. Then, what I'm saying, then, then, no, what I'm then saying that's is... that's your preference then. Like, you just prefer a game that, I guess, gives you all these, like quote-unquote secrets like a lot of the secret no, 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 areas you're what i'm you, saying hold on or a lot of the things you discover aren't even like that exciting like oh here's the key oh there's the keyhole it's right there and then oh what do you get you get this well you just get to loop around the tree again 
great. No, what? When when does the key take you around the tree? The key gets you out of that loop. Anyway, um, no, what I'm saying is is you're saying that the basic platform, the basic whatever is whatever. I'm saying I think the challenge is in completing the game fully. Because there another, is no challenge in that. In like, finding all the exits and no taking out the going whatever way or doing whatever thing or. I mean, I feel like you're making them sound like harder to find than they really are, or I guess more elusive. I don't know. Like they're not all right in your face. I mean, they're not, actually most aren't. I mean, they're not right in your face, but like most of them, you'll even find them by accident. And then, if anything, like I could even, I would even assume that a few of them, you will, sometimes you might even have a hard time finding the actual like correct way to go. Like I don't know, just having these like exits, like so. I what feel- you consider difficulty? I'm curious. I don't know, like... Like hard platforming? No, it like doesn't have to be hard. Like space. There just has to be, like, a sense of, like, I'm actually, like, that the game is trying to push back a little bit. Yeah, because theoretically, you not being able to find the real exit, but finding the alternate exit, isn't that making it hard to properly beat the level? Isn't that exactly the game pushing back well, on you? I mean... By making you have to think Well, I mean, we're just ways? looking at the game, like, you just have to... <laughs> Kevin's expression. I like that. Thank you, like right? That. Like, isn't that... What is difficulty to you, yeah, ultimately? But, yeah, but that's just what... That's how Mario World chooses to, I guess... I guess what do difficulty? you choose to view difficulty as is what I'm asking because it sounds like we're saying there is that pushback I'm not, saying yeah. taking things that you taking skill that you develop as you're playing and just pushing those skills so how is oh faking out how is making the those exit? are not skills like a lot of things that how Mario, is that not a skill Mar- oh okay <laughs> that's what I'm asking where are you okay I beat skill? the level I, okay this here's Mario World alright you go in a straight line Okay, cool. You're I'm loving the- this, by the way. <laughs> you go in a straight line. I'm loving this too. This is riveting. And I hope those. And, and this actually too. applies to like You're a not lot. Not my case though. And, and this and this kind of applies to a lot of the 2D anyway. Mario games, mm-hmm. which like it doesn't make it as unique to Mario World because Mario World isn't as unique as you also make it out to be. Um, like for Mario World, like when you beat a level, for sure, you can just go in a straight line. You play it again. All right. Just take the up route. You're gonna run into something. Just take the lower route. It's that's not always how it is. It but is. My 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 point. It literally, there's literally no other place they could stick secrets in. It's a 2D plane. But so, so what is difficulty to you ultimately? I literally just told you, like, a couple no, but yeah, yeah, because you're saying there's nowhere they can stick secrets except the place they stick. No, the I'm secrets. saying like, I'm, I'm so t- I'm countering with, okay, so is that not you learning how the game works and advancing your own knowledge as you go, which is your definition of ramping up the exact same thing every single time. It's not the exact same thing. What about the oh, one yeah, where so, it's beyond the exit, oh, for some, example? Oh, sometimes I guess there aren't secrets, I guess. But No, yeah. what about the one like beyond the... <laughs> <laughs> no, what about the one like beyond the exit? Yeah, but that's not... That's a... not, you know, because it is still on the screen, it counts as one of the three planes in your mind? Like, you're sort of drawing an arbitrary line of... That's not asking what you consider difficulty. Like, what to you is the game pushing back? Because it apparently is not manipulating what you have previously learned in different ways, which is Nintendo's design MO, which is always they teach you a, a technique and then they riff on the technique and then sort of uh, subvert your expectations by doing the technique differently and making you have to think differently about it. Yeah, so and, I feel like, t- and I feel like Mario World doesn't really ever really achieve that. But what what are you looking for for it to achieve that is what I'm asking? Because I think it does do that. If you're saying half the thing is finding the secrets and the secrets are on one of three planes and I'm like, okay, what about the times behind the exit? Isn't that literally subverting the expectation and make you have to think differently about the thing you learned to do, which is check the three planes? Is that not literally the game pushing back in whatever way it's doing it? Like, what are you looking for in difficulty? Are you looking for harder platforming? Are you looking for more enemies? Like, what... Because I mean, that is theoretically taking the the, the the structure presented to you and subverting it, which is what it's pushing back, if that's what difficulty is. 
but it might be in a way you don't find enjoyable, which is basically seeking out secrets versus something else. That's why I'm asking, what is it, the thing that you want? Because I'm cool with the finding secrets. What's your difficulty metric? I don't know. Uh, something in between. Something that at least increases the core gameplay for those that don't want to look for the secrets or aren't even trying to look for the secrets. Finding I, d- secrets I guess what I'm saying is I think, I think the core gameplay is that. So maybe you just don't like the core gameplay? Because I think the core gameplay is you get to do some Mario platforming, but then you're trying to find things within the platforming. Versus see, but, the platforming. See, but this up. is why like, I feel like Super Mario Bros. 3 does that a lot better. Because Super Mario Bros. 3, literally, like, it has what I really love about the core platforming. Which I'm obviously like... Which you, is what? You still you, I know. said it. What is the thing you love? I did already. You weren't listening, I guess. What well, was? Just repeat it. Then. I just Sorry. said I like it when... Pretty much what you have... Even you reiterated it. Like, they teach you some, like, skills in the beginning, some yeah. platforming skills, or, you know, so harder you, obstacles. Right, so did you want... So you want Mario World to have increased difficulty in the platforming, is basically what I'm getting at. I mean, it is a you're platforming not saying game, yes I it. guess, yes, but... Okay, that's but, what I was trying to figure out. But, okay. I mean, that could incorporate... I mean, you could still have, like, interesting secrets to hide around the levels. I mean, Mario, Mario Brothers 3 still does that. Well, let, let's let's. It also has alternate paths, but well, I mean, a little. Yeah, I could you see them all in advance before you go into the level. Like you, you have the whole map laid out in front of you ahead of time. It's just like, oh, there's that other path. Well, Mario World does kind of a cool thing, in my opinion, where it will just out of nowhere forge a new path. Like you'll be, oh, I can go through this water. Oh, I can go over to the this tree went away. Like it's just like just, oh, you're going left now just because you found this thing. While in Mario Three, it's sort of laid out like there is a thing you should look for here. So it's kind of more hand holding the secrets. Weirdly enough, even hmm. though in a way the secret might be easier to find in World, it's more directly hinted at in Three. Well, that's true. So I guess I guess in yeah. my mind, I mean, I guess in my mind, like Mario World is more of an explorer. Explorer t- Mario World is like Mario Odyssey in two D, which perfectly explains why you don't like it. Actually, because Mario Odyssey is like they give you a playground and then they say go find the things, and you go find the things, and you do platforming to get there. And Mario World is basically, you can go find the things and you can do the platforming to get there. And if you didn't like Odyssey because you thought it was too much of hunting down stuff, I could see why I you mean, wouldn't like World. I have a problem with that because it is hunting down stuff. I didn't have a problem with World because it's hunting down stuff. I just had a problem with it just being just consistently easy throughout without ever really making me feel like I actually learned anything as a player. As a player looking for platform. No, just a, I don't know, just someone looking for an experience. I mean, I went into this game as open as I could. I didn't go in going like, all yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to play this because I love my Super Meat Boy Celeste gameplay. I want this to be like tough as nails platform. I was like, no, nope, I'm going to take my time, try to explore each level and just see like, you know, how much fun you could have. And at the end, just, you know, how much fun you're having. Because you want more platforming. That's what your source is saying. Well, you want a harder, well, yeah, I mean, like, harder platforming. I mean, That's what the, the route I'm getting to here. I mean, sure. Like, I mean, if, if finding these secrets requires tougher platforming, but most of the time it just required me to... I mean, if you have the cape, and let me get into this cape. The cape almost before, literally, before. the cape almost single-handedly like breaks the game for me. The cape breaks the game. The like, cape breaks the game. Here's the thing about the cape. The cape makes like most of the levels, even finding the secrets, just you know not what the cape. Fun at all you know what the cape is. The cape is Nintendo's super guide feature before they figured out they wanted to make a super guide feature. The cape is what the ability to have it autoplay in Mario Bros. Or in Donkey Kong Tropical Freezes, it's what having the invincibility of Mario 2 is. It is, if you want to get through the game, an easy cheat that lets you fly above the whole level and get through the game. If you don't want to get through the game, you can just not use the cape. Yeah, but I mean... Like, it's not... It's no. In my mind, I've always viewed it as, like... Not always, but when, you know, compiling this, I was kind of just like, oh, 
Nintendo had this whole thing about let's make a game where everyone it's accessible for everyone, and we'll have these items and we'll have these features that let you do that. The cape is basically that, and there's no reason you necessarily have to only fly over anything unless you're looking for the secrets at that point. In which case, maybe you do a little, but no, you don't true. have to find the secrets but, if you don't want to. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, like I feel like the Tanuki Tail was just a much better implementation of the cape. I like the cape better in a way i like i mean the, sure the, i'll give you the cape yeah it's like it could be more fun to use like yeah who doesn't love unlimited flight and unlimited well, not spin, so much spin, that. Like i like top. i like the um well yeah actually the spin there's a lot of legacy but, stuff in world that affected all the other mario games which i'll get to in a minute but no the thing i like about the cape is it built this sense of momentum that the tanuki suit didn't have i don't know i like that sense of momentum that had because like the cape you're like you know you used to okay you could walk you can run you can jump you can hover, and now it's like, nah, you just keep going. Like, you just do the whole thing. You just keep, it's all the way through. So if you want to knock all the way through, you can stop yourself short. But I like, there's a sense of momentum in World that's interesting. Because even, like, when you have Yoshi, like, the physics are a little different than when you don't have Yoshi and things like that. And that's, like, kind of new to Mario. The physics are the same when you have Yoshi. No, you, I think you, you, something's different. But you Something's can't fly. Different. You just jump really high. But that's about it. That might be. Yeah, that might be what I'm thinking of. No, but even the the. No, it's the same. Okay, maybe. Okay, maybe the physics about Yoshi don't. Pull. I mean, but. Yeah, like the physics. Say like, I mean, the only thing like I'll definitely give you about like momentum is like, yeah, when you take off flying, you're pretty much like locked into that direction. And with the Tunicky tail, like it's a very limited amount of time you can stay up in the air. Yeah. And Nintendo, at least like in Mario Three, like they love to just like pretty much hide a lot of things in the sky but also like below the ground too because you could like smack it with your tail but i don't know i just like that it was more constrained i mean i guess this is like i guess my way saying i guess i did enjoy like the challenge that the tanuki tail brought that the cave completely neutered because they're essentially the they accomplish the same things yeah but the, yeah the no, tanu- that's fair but that's the fair. cave you know you're like a tornado of invincibility and the tanuki tail you literally have gaps in between where you could get hit so you can't just spam it willy-nilly you can't just hold the a button to hover you have to tap it a few times so you know, you have to think about your jumps before you do them. You have to do the warp, warp, up and down motions. Yeah, I mean, I do like that's the, my impression. Of I the mean, that's been working on. I mean, all my, week. one of my favorite things about Marvel is that learning curve <laughs> with like you know actually like gaining ground. Like that's really tough to do in Marvel World. That's probably yeah. the only hard thing that in that whole game. Like the bosses, oh man, they're so disappointing. Like, I mean. But I guess like that doesn't really matter because almost all the Mario bosses in every Mario. Yeah, game you've never, I've rarely Except, heard you praise a Mario boss. Rarely, there's a few exceptions. Yeah, but I, I mean, the Odyssey I, bosses. No, yeah, I'll, but yeah, well, yeah, but I mean, that's in 3D. In 3D, they definitely get way more creative. Yeah. I mean, in World, I would say like they're probably like at their like one of their lowest except for the bowser battle the bowser battle are they at their lowest i mean you could be mind what like year it was like literally two seconds okay so are you okay i know this is where it gets into like oh okay we're we gonna look at it when it came out when it came out obviously well oh, no 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 no. my point is i'm not saying look at when it came out i'm saying to get to the creativity they got to with the more modern games you have to go through the older ones and go through those ideas i know so it's, that doesn't mean that doesn't make the first ones any better than the later ones. It just means that they leave the groundwork for the other ones to improve upon them. Objectively, yeah. that just makes them better. There's no way around that. It just depends on what. It, okay, it so let's compare the Lenny make... battle. Okay, I jump on his head. You're probably right. It's probably and then better. And you jump on his head again as soon as he squats. All right, now look at the Lenny battle through Marble the View. He actually you're, you're, has different patterns. Your half of the Koopalings aren't just rotating around you or in pipes. Yeah, no. I, again, you're probably right. It probably is better. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, my my only point is you can't just say because something's iterated on something else means it's better. I know, and you also can't just say, well, this influence and created the legacy for everything also makes it better. 
I wasn't. I said I was just saying you're being a little hard on the bosses. That's all. But I mean, anyway. I mean that also kind of goes for like a lot of the level designs, like or any of the Mario's Legacy moves that you say, like oh, the spin jump does make it into the Wii U and the Wii for that. Actually, the Wii kind of brought in a bunch of aspects from different Mario games, which which I feel is like probably like the best thing, or what makes probably like Wii U my favorite one. Just like Mario's sense of movement, just like. You could do so much with just Mario that it's just so fun to use. I'm like, the fact you could wall jump, I feel like you can't go back to Mario not being able to wall jump. In the I did try to wall jump a couple times in the world. <laughs> and I was like, oh, right, this isn't here yet. Yeah, like being able to wall jump. Being, using on, my, one, on one part I tried. Yeah, and I, using like, I not even realized. I was just like, wait, what am I doing? I mean, like even like stuff like the ground pound, which like I kind of forgot. Like when I was playing Mario World, I guess that was my equivalent. Like I thought like, wait, I thought you could have ground pound in this yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. But it's like... I love that you can use the ground pound like as a ground pound or it's like, oh, I need like to gain extra height to delay my stance so that I could dodge the lava that's like about to go down. Like, cool. Like, little things like that. Or like the little twirl. Like, obviously, like, Mario World isn't a terrible game. Like, you've clearly shown like why it's an amazing game. But I feel like to call it the best one is almost even a disservice to Nintendo because you're literally saying that they haven't made anything like better than this in like over a decade. And I would argue that they've just been building on that for like so many years and they've just kept making so many really awesome Mario. I mean, I've I've always met, well, my brother and I, because we literally 100% these games every time they come out. And we always kind of felt that every Mario game, at least I'm going to stick to consoles right now, um, the 2D ones have always gotten better and better because they just got it more interesting. I mean, mm. Mario U, Mario Wii, the first mm. one, I love that game. That game I like it too. Mario Brothers 2. He's a console only in his defense. Yeah. I mean, but it's a 2D Mario. No, it yes. is. I mean, I'll... Mario 2D, I mean... Yeah, actually, back that up. Every game they do is better than the last, and every game they do, it's a disservice to call the previous one the best. Mario 2, Mario DS. New Super Mario Bros. 2? And DS. Yeah, that one was really good. I better would... than World or 3? Um, I mean, that one just had, like, a different goal, so I wouldn't... I don't know. Thank... There it is. That's what I'm saying. World had a different goal. Yeah. It's yeah, not about so, difficulty platform. So, then, so, you're saying we, so you're saying they can't, we can't have a winner? There can't be a clear best one because they're obviously going for different things that's and they you, accomplish different things? That's what you just said, and I'm agreeing. That is what you just said. You said two can't necessarily be worse than the other because it's a different goal. And I'm like, sure, and world is a bit more exploratory. Different goal. Okay, yeah, but your whole point is to say why it is the best undeniably, and I'm just trying to say why it isn't, so... No, my point is to say it's the best 2D Mario because I like that. It's I think it's well, goal they're, they're still the same thing. I think it's the best in the scope of the 2D goal, Mario games. It's it accomplishes goal. its goal. I mean, I guess I'm no, saying its goal makes for a more interesting I experience guess. that's more open and stands out from other Mario's that all follow other goals, and thus I don't know stands I, higher because like it, it clicks better I, or something like that. <laughs> Mario, you also had like a hidden world like, after you beat the game that didn't had, have worlds in between worlds. Didn't have worlds to backtrack you to other worlds. It had secret levels and it did have worlds that and it did have levels that took you to shortcut to fast track to other levels. But it had a cannon instead of a star road. Okay, so whoa, big <laughs> deal. Okay, yeah. But, well, no, if we're if we're doing like like if we're I know, checking off like, individual boxes, yeah, that just, is we're a just, difference. We're just canceling them out at that point. But Mario, you had everything that else that I loved about Mario World and just built on it. Like, what was I about to say? I literally just had Fewer secrets. Fewer secrets. Oh, that's right. Like, the addition of, like, the gold medallions and just, like, the way they were, like, laid out and actually, like, had a meaning to them, I thought was really cool. And they actually hid them in really clever places that sometimes had you, you know, doing things you wouldn't normally think to do. Pretty much what, I guess, in lieu of having a bunch of secret levels, they just cleverly hid the coins or sometimes they had them out in the open but had you do pretty much like really tricky platforming to get them that would easily get a bunch of people killed or they could just skip over it 
like adding stuff like that i felt like really helped because i mean the yoshi coins didn't do anything you grab oh sure grab the five and you just get a life but, but it's the accomplishment it's all the accomplishment. What, what's there to accomplish in the life? You what? got all the things in the level. Yeah, but there's no even no like tally of it or anything. But like, you did it. I mean, I don't know. I feel like that's to be. And that's like I feel like they're holding a technical limitation on whatever save system they had against. They could have literally had at, after you beat the level like just like a little tiny circle that or just a little tiny symbol. Like, but oh, you, you got all did the it. You know you did it. You did to the experience. You had the experience. Why do you care if the game's validating your experience or not? If you're in it for the experience. I don't know. Oh, okay, fine. I mean, I guess my biggest care about the coins is that, like I said, a lot of those golden coins in the later Mario levels that they just keep adding were, like, cleverly hidden or, like, you know, you were always visible. A lot of these dino coins, I think that's what they're called them. Quash. Like, Go ahead. They were... Right oh, yeah. It's right here on the wall. Yeah, they didn't have one right there. Yeah. Yeah, like, I don't know. I mean, Let me obviously, ask you. obviously this was, like... Actually, I think this was the first time I actually, like, messing with, like, this kind of system. And most of the time, like... Every once in a while, like, you actually see one, and you'll get it, but those are pretty, like, okay, I see it, jump and get it. Every other time... Did you turn on all the Switch Palace blocks? Yes, or... I did. Every other time... You know, if you didn't, it's a lot harder, because there's gaps and stuff. Some of those dial coins are only accessible easily if you turn on the Switch. If you don't turn on the Switch, I you wasn't have to even do some wonky the... I know, and I wasn't even trying to, like, to find all the Switches. That just kind of happened. But, anyway, I mean... Because I've always just not gone to the Switch. <laughs> it's what you make it, somewhat, is my point. Okay. So it could have been difficult. Nintendo laid it out to be if you chose not to hit the switch. It's like the inverse of what you're saying about like you were no, saying if I'm, you want to take the extra. I didn't challenge. even get to like the part that right me. So like a good majority of the coins are not even like in their coin form. They're just a regular coin, something that's just hidden out of the way, or that's just like in a group of coins and you're just like you're just grabbing coins just to get coins and they're like, Oh, I guess I got a dino coin at that point. Should like put a timer on this. They're very wait, hold on, where are you? You just got five minutes left. Alright, alright. Good call. So. Wait, like, when do dial coins just magically... I've always seen them. No. Or maybe I haven't gotten them all. Yeah. Okay, then how's that? Because, like... Then how's that? Maybe, like, one or two of them in a level, like, you can actually see. And, and that's them. worse and than one... Mario 2's goal of collect all the coins. How? Because you said that's good in no, its own way, but it's the same like, goal. Because these coins, like, they make them out to be, like, special. But half the time, like, you get them and you don't even know you get them unless, like, you, you hear the little chime. Like, they're just kind of hidden. I feel like, Wait, what? I don't feel like they're hidden. Am I crazy? Yes. Because, like, okay, like, let, me give you, let me give you an example. Like, in one of the first couple levels, just because, like, off the top of my head, there's, like, a string of, like, five coins just floating above you. Like, they just look like normal coins. You jump and grab them. Oh, cool. One of them was a Yoshi coin. Like, I have really? no recollection of that being a regular thing. But, again, it was. let's say it I is. I noticed it a ton. Let's say it is. Still, then, okay. yeah. Let's say I, it is. I, then, my, then my Odyssey parallel just is stronger. Because you didn't like how Odyssey did that too. With well, no. Just everywhere. I mean, the difference was like in Odyssey, like they kind of shove it in your face, like you have to collect these coins. I mean, these moons. And in Mario World, it was kind of like, oh, okay, I guess I got one. Oh, I guess I got another one. Oh, okay, there's another. I mean, no, 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 no. If you like, go in and you decide, this is my whole point. I mean, the game revolved around collecting moons. I don't wait, have to collect wait, the Yoshi coin. Wait, these are completely wait, optional. This is my point. Yes, it's optional. It's an opener opener that's a more open mario game if you want to just do standard platform you can if you want to collect every coin that's your prerogative i know if you want to not hit any of the switch palace things and that's what i'm saying and make it oh. harder platforming that's your prerogative all of it's there it's how you choose to in- i know run that's with what it. i'm saying like they actually took the time to put you know the hidden coins in the later mario games in more interesting places that actually require you to do harder platform that you want to 
in Mario World, there's a ton, like, a, I would say a majority of these coins, you don't have to do any of that. You're just kind of... Majority strong. <laughs> well, I mean, clearly, I mean, I collected, I think, just about all of them in every single level. There might have been, like, one or two where I missed them. Because at one point, I was actually trying to see, like, wait, are they actually that kind of brain dead for that reason? And they kind of were. I mean, for a, a collectible. I mean, You know, I know you were saying, I know you were saying that you have to look at this isolate as its own game and not in the broader picture of a legacy of stuff. I would argue, as kind of my closing statement, that is near impossible. Because anything a game teaches you, as someone that plays games as a kid, down the road, whoever designs the next game had those same experiences and is now trying to one-up, literally and figuratively, that. So, yes, they are in more interesting places in potentially in a later game so but is that saying, a knock against the earlier game or was the earlier game good at doing the thing it set out to do and achieved it well and then the later game is good at setting out what it attempted to do and it achieved it well and that basically boils down to and i think this is the root of it how difficult of a game do you want and that then determines what the best game is in your mind because it sounds like they both achieved exactly what the developers set out to do the question just becomes, do you want a, a hard platforming challenge, which ultimately is what this keeps coming back to, is you want a hard platforming challenge, or do you want whatever it is World presents, or whatever it is Mario 2 and its coin collecting presents, or whatever it is you present, Mario you, not you as a person, or whatever it is Crash Bandicoot presents. Like, it's kind of... The thing you keep circling back to, I think, is you want harder platforming, in a way where the no, game escalates as it goes for, I, to meet I mean, whatever skill level you're I mean, I had my expectations. I'm not going to yeah. like expect... I mean, Mario eventually led me to expect harder platform because they actually did offer that later. Right. But I know, I know. Right. But, you know, it's... Because that was the game design later. I guess what I'm saying is when you say best game, do you mean the best game for what I mean, you want I, in when a when game? I, picked the game mean... I wasn't looking for like the biggest champ, but I was at least hoping for a sense of progression as far as it's like evolving levels the later you get into the game i, I still would and, argue they and, do in the and i feel like sense. you definitely don't and i mean even before this like i did like kind of i mean after having like for my own thoughts i'm like all right let's just go see what other critics thought and for the most part i would say like 80 percent of the time mario world is always ranked way below well not way below like a couple ranks below mario 3 even on metacritic like mario world no mario Wait, why are why is critical reception in oh, no, i'm here? saying in general like i mean and and oh, Mario Galaxy is ranked higher than all of them, so theoretically that's the best game. Yeah, but Ocarina we, of Time is the highest. That's really the best game. So it kind of made this argument move from the very beginning, then. Sort of, possibly because it was never the best game to begin with. Oh wow, that's weird. <laughs> so it made this all move, sort of, and done. Yep. No, but I think, I think it. Ultimately, if you like what it's setting out to do because it does it well, then it's the best game. Well, no, 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 no. What I was gonna say is, I think ultimately what it boils down to is. When you look at the game, I don't know if it's necessarily does it do this better than that or that better than this. It's they set out to achieve. What do you think the goal they set out to achieve is, and how well does it succeed at said goal? I think is the takeaway that I have at least because you made very good points about why it's not the best, but why other games are, and those games built things that made sense for that purpose, and this game did things that make sense for its potential purpose, if you will. So I think ultimately what it comes down to is yeah. Is it, it what determines if a game is great? Is does what the game's design intend to do succeed? And then there's of course room for interpretation about what is it trying to do. So would but, you like Ocarina of Time? Like some people might not like adventure games, but I think pretty much everyone's like it's very good at being an adventure game. 
Like, you know what I mean? I know. This, it, it gets harder, like, the more layers that you yeah. add onto it. Because, like, I didn't play Ocarina of Time when it came out. I played it, like, I think right before Wind Waker. So, like, by then, when I first played Ocarina of Time, I thought it was boring. Like, I thought a lot of it was redundant and slow, slowly paced until, like, towards the later half when it got, mm-hmm. like, that's when I really, like, went, whoa, okay, I can see. I mean, I definitely had to keep putting myself back, like, oh, when this came out, like, man, this must have, like, blew their minds. But, I mean... Now it's just like okay, I guess. I don't know. It's it's well, it's okay to you playing now, but again, if you look at it in the context of what they built and what it tried to achieve, I know. And then it's also that, that's where it gets I know. And, and then dicey. it's also and then it's also like well, it's like, like, like like oh, Twilight Princess essentially is just like a like a nicer version of Ocarina. Of yes, Time, it is a more updated yeah. version. So yeah. like, does that still make Ocarina of Time objectionably better just because it did it first? No. Not necessarily. I know. They're doing so, it, yeah. I know. So, and most people felt not, actually, I feel like. I think Ocarina still had higher reviews after than Twilight. I know, but that's like... It a, wasn't until Breath of the Wild that changed. And Breath of the Wild came in and said, we're doing it differently. Here's what we're trying to do. Do we achieve what we're trying to do? Yes, and in fact, you achieve what you're trying to do. Potentially better as, like, just like, it's just an overall better package of achievement than Ocarina was. So that's, yeah, best is hard to quantify. I think that's why we do impressions, not reviews on the show, because it's hard. To not just be like, I like this yeah. thing. Because, like, it came know, down... I know, I know, it ultimately I, came down to no, me I going, I like exploration, and you going, I like platform. I know, like, I know, like... And that was kind of... The, no, I know, like, I know, I know, I know, like, yeah, I know, because, at no point was yeah. the music, the visuals in this, this, I guess, just came down to... I, I, think a, that's, I think that's amazing that we never brought up visuals, music, or nostalgia, just because... I, so I think it's disappointing. No, because I, I feel like that proves our points more that, like, it's really hard to... Because we were literally just talking yeah. about the core gameplay, like... Yeah. I mean, like, because everything else you know about that is super subjective. On? Like, Mario World's art aesthetics is super... Like, I, it's one of one of my favorite ones. Like, oh, Mario, it looks great. Yeah. The music of Mario World feel really sterile. Like, sterile. Yeah, yeah. And the music, I mean, it's kind of... I mean, I love the Mario... I mean, yeah, blah, blah, blah. So, I um, will say, the one thing Mario World has over every other Mario game, and no one can disagree, because I think you'll agree, that makes sense, is, you know at the end where it shows all the enemy names? Mm-hmm. I forgot. Watch me be wrong. Mario World, they had thwomps, but also introduced what I now know are called thwimps. Oh, yeah. My, that's my case. I mean, it has thwimps. They're I mean, tiny thwomps. I mean, thwimps do appear in later games. That but was your trump I know, card? Yeah. Yes, thwimps. My thwimp card. All right. Angel wins. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I, I knew this was going to be... It was going to devolve into this. Pretty that's much. Why, it's that's why to really come down that's to That's why I feel like the title of Mono e Mario works, because it was just like head-to-head. We weren't going to get to a conclusion. But I had a lot of fun. I hope listeners didn't find us going too much in circles. We were going in circles, but I hope it was still... No, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, that, was, that was a journey. That was like a 40-minute debate. Um, and with that, I think we could just call it. I, th- I don't think there's anything else to discuss this episode. I don't know. Yeah, I'm tired. So, so next episode's on... 10.50? Yeah, it's the time we're done recording. So next episode is uh, on October 27th. It's going to be uh, Law Games, Ring Fit Adventure, Killer Queen Black, Asphalt 9, who knows what else. We'll impression all those, we'll have news, we'll have you name it. To make sure you don't miss it, it'll probably not be as circular as our argument was. Uh, to make sure you don't miss it, you can fa- subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn. Uh, we're on YouTube. RamNintendo.com. We're on Twitter at RamNintendo. We still have that Truck Racing Championship giveaway coming your way. Don't you worry. We never said when it was going to happen. We just said it would. So make sure to follow us there. It's going to be very, very soon before the next episode for sure. And uh, with that, I turn it to Kevin for the final word. I am done with that cable. You hear me? <laughs> done. Done. <laughs>